And hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome. Oh. We're doing it again. We're doing it again. Right. We had to and do I... it to him. Thank you, Julian. <laughs> um, and I when am... the D and D hits, <laughs> Ben, cut the stream. <laughs> do we need to restart? No, no, don't. This is live. We can't restart. We're we totally can turn it off and do it again. No. Nope. nope, we're gonna stick with it. Alicia's dumbassery is staying on the internet. That's okay. It's As it should. Immortal right, anyway, forever. Welcome, everybody, to yet another episode thing of At Lauren Adventuring Company. I'm your DM, Taylor Wallace, and with me are my cohorts in dumbassery, Alicia Kelly and Blake Wolf. There's sand in my laptop. Oh. It's oh, dear. We're off to a really on-track professional start. This is great. Let's go to yeah, the beach, right. beach. Oh god. It's all in uh, my keyboard. Hello. We're we're having we're having a moment. So, um please Blake, show us the intro and oh, hide yeah. me from my shame for 10 minutes. Yeah, of course. Uh the intro. <laughs> Knew they were the ones. My name's Kit, and I guess I have to tell you about myself. I really don't want to, but Sylphie is threatening my life again. I was born in Amnoblin as an Elusir. The tribes of the Elusir are born with special gifts that come of age as they do, granting them powers like that of their totem. Before I was old enough to choose a totem, though, the skull of the nearby city attacked us, destroying our small village and killing many of our elders, including my parents. Those who didn't fight or run fast enough were captured as slaves. With just a few elders and my younger brother, we boarded a ship to carry us south to Irakel, a land of hot and sandy terrain. Once there, we immediately left the city and struck out into the Badlands to create a space away from all the untrustworthy Skull who called us dirty names like Skinwalkers. As I came of age in that environment, I found the local coyote population called to me. Hearing their solitary cries at night echoing across the Badlands, I knew they were the ones. I'd already become a loner, and the coyote totem set me further apart as I took on my shifter powers. With fur sprouting in odd places, a set of dog-like ears, and claws, I stuck out easily amongst the skull whenever I visited town to play tricks on them, just like the god Savros would want me to. I thrived in the chaos I created for normal people. They didn't deserve their cushy lives built on the slave labor of my people and others. At 17, I began taking jobs in Port Saris with the wrong sorts of people. But they paid the best, so maybe they were the right sort of people. I didn't care. As long as I could bring home some money to my tribe and my younger brother, that's all I cared about. I started stealing, hurting people, doing whatever was necessary to make a name for myself. That's when I met Dana, the Vixu. Somehow, I came to like her... And we were actually friends. Not that I didn't try my hardest to avoid that. Anyway, Dana eventually went straight for some reason and joined the Wardens. I wasn't interested in such work, but her methods were usually less than legal, and she always threw in bonuses for a job well done. I spent two years doing that, and then, just a month after my 19th birthday, Dana reached out to me. Some idiot had killed a couple of people in town and was planning on more, and he was part of the Arbiters. I didn't tell Dana why, but I eagerly took the job. 
anyone involved in the slave trade has a face that needs to be melted off. Sylvia Phelan here. Sylvie to my friends. Listen, whatever Kit may have told you about me, it was complete lies, so forget absolutely everything he said. As a matter of fact, you may know me as Sylphie Altera, but I gave up that name fairly recently. Why? It's a bit of a long story. I was born without a family name, living as a street urchin in the unforgiving streets of the city of Moore's Rest. Hunger and desperation were my early childhood friends. The only companion I ever had was Marin, my older sister. I'm still not quite sure whether we were biologically related, but the trials and tribulations we experienced as starving children forged our bond as sisters that was as strong as iron. Wherever Marin went, I gladly followed. It was from Marin that I learned to play lute, and a casual hobby became a source of income for us. For a good enough performance, even the rapscallions of Moore's Rust would gift two talented young ladies with a few coins or a hot meal. It was from these street performances that we attracted the attention of one Alistair Altera and his wife Wedna, and he took us in to give us a roof over our head and a belly full of food each night. At first, I was delighted to be finally part of a proper family. With Alistair and Wedna and our two adoptive brothers Redner and Flynn, we made a scrappy family of cheats and hustlers, willing to do whatever it took to survive. It wasn't much. It wasn't loving. But it was more than I could have ever dreamed of. The innocuous thieving and swindling soon turned sour, though, as Alistair made friends with the insidious Arbiters, the intricate band of pirates and thieves that run Moore's Rest. Soon, our jobs turned from petty theft to murder for hire. Anyone that the Arbiters deemed unworthy of keeping around, my siblings and I would be tasked with taking out. At the ripe young age of 14, I was a seasoned assassin, using persuasion and charm to lure men into a false sense of security before delivering a most cruel message. My body count only stopped at four, but I was complicit in many others. It was Marin that suffered the most out of any of my siblings. She was responsible for the deaths of at least ten. Those were all the ones that I knew of, anyway. It was the night of another assignment from Alistair that everything changed. We were all given the task of tracking down another unfortunate soul, which we all silently resigned ourselves to. Except, to my astonishment, Marin. She refused. Up until then, I didn't even know such a thing was possible. But Alistair's face soon grew dark, and with only a few words of command from him, Redner and Flynn wasted no time in forcing Marin on her knees and slitting her throat, mere feet away from me. My entire world collapsed around me, and though I accepted the hit job so as not to incur the same wrath from Alistair that my sister received, I slid away from my brothers and off into the night, leaving my treacherous life as a hired knife behind me. Even as I fled, though, the list began forming. I knew that my life's new mission would be to hunt down all of the Alteras and make sure they saw a swift, bloody end. Hell. I'd include every Arbiter I could get my hands on with them. So you can see how I might not be the biggest fan of the name I was given. How, you may ask, did I come upon the name Phelan? Well, that's another story entirely.
And so we have our unheroic troubled travelers, one born with the ancient magics of the Elusir totems, and one only just tapping the primal arcane at the behest of a fickle sea titan. But the story doesn't begin with Kit and Sylphie at all. It begins with Jax, a lonely tabaxi forsaken by the wild mother Melora, who cast himself into the sea after losing everything. When he woke, a whalebone ring had appeared on his hand, unremovable. Unable to die, Jax wandered far until he landed in Amnobolin, taking odd jobs. Doing much the same to make ends meet was Sylphia Altera, and also wandering was Aether of Rhyme, taking time away from the Annika Academy to see the world. The three met by happenstance on the day of the new year, the spring equinox that also happened to be the 200th anniversary of the Calamity. The ancient city of Seeger Rayafir was hosting a World's Fair, showcasing the best and brightest of artists and inventors, including the famed Dr. Jessasan's new coal-powered airship, the Kestrel. Pulled into the job by the welcome of the local Kaskers gang, the three travelers were tasked with protecting the ship and its maiden voyage. Trouble was expected, and trouble was had. The crew barely survived the flight, nearly crashing into the city but managing to land in the water, leading to the arrest of almost everyone on board for suspicion of sabotage. Needless to say, Bars didn't hold the new party long when they had a mysterious druid on their side, and they quickly headed for the opposite side of town to escape. Eventually, disliking the cold north, the party traveled south to Irakel and Port Saris, where they quickly found trouble again. They were caught up between Sylphie's hunt for her murderous adopted brothers who'd been complicit in her sister's murder, and a heist put on by a local crime lord that wardens were keen to catch. Between some fetching of illegal goods for the famous enchanter Lysandra Corage, and the fake heist put on by Captain Danafioris of the Wardens to catch the crime lord Tomo, the party made good coin and managed not to hurt too many people that were undeserving. Though they did learn just how dangerous the sleep spell could be. Along the way, Sylphie caught up to her brother Flynn with some help from a Casker privateer named Rhea Espios, but due to Jax's wild magic and an errant sleep spell from Aether, he and Aether were suddenly killed. Unable to go on alone, Sylphie went to Dana for help, and was granted two new allies. Kit, an Elusir from Amnoblin with a bad attitude and the ability to take on physical traits of a coyote, and Corvrin, a dragonborn warden from Lachmanos with a gruff and stubborn personality, but a need for justice. With further help from Maria, Sylphie managed to catch Flynn unaware enough to slaughter him at his most vulnerable moment. Despite her new comrade, Sylphie felt alone, even with Jax's giant coyote friend and Aether's Martin familiar. The three followed Redner to Harris, and along the way, Sylphie came face to face with surging magic by donning Jax's ring, till she learned it was the gift of the sea titan and whale mother Tal Dunost. Seeking any help she could get and an end to the insane magical surges, Sylphie pledged herself to the whale mother. Arriving in Port Nataline, Redner was finally caught and killed at a party held by the local Casker leaders, and while Alistair and Wedna Altera were next on the party's list, they came face to face with the quiet underground operations of the Arbiters and Harris, and a drow named Kellogg Marta. Raiding his haberdashery for information while Corvern worked with the Wardens, Kit and Sylphie came in contact with a cat and a canary that couldn't be killed. The pair were haunted by the animals, even as they fled the shop and set it ablaze. They had to seek spiritual help at local temples to begin to understand that these were not animals, but demons, locked in domestic forms as servants to Kellogg. They freed both in exchange for information, and broke up a slave auction, but never caught Kellogg. He was likely headed for the Arbiter Stronghold of Moor's Rest. 
Hearing of Alistair and Midcourt ten days away by ship, the party made for the heart of the shattered continent and arrived just in time for the summer solstice celebrations. Among snooping around, finding great food, bothering an egg roll vendor, and meeting a fantastic traveling circus known as the Phelan Caravan, Sylphie found a little confidence and got desperately needed unconditional love from the caravan whose members accepted her like family. And Kit too if you wanted. They knew of the Alteras and were enemies of one of Alistair's finest killers, a drow werewolf named Vinrith Corsair. Accepting Sylphie into the fold and giving her their big family's name, the caravan welcomed the pair to stay with them. But the night of the summer solstice amid a big show, Vinrith Corsair struck fear into the guests and many were hurt with one killed, before the caravan's allies and the party engaged him and his fellow werewolves. Unable to catch and kill Corsair, Kit and Sylphie were left devastated by the death of Jax's pet coyote, who had become Kit's beloved ward. And while Kit only saw more reason to fight, Sylphie nearly gave in to despair. And then, Alistair himself reached out to the pair, seeking a parley with Sylphie. He wanted his wife Wedna dead, who'd left him to become the lover of Cynthia Moore, the mother of the new king of the Arbiters, Silas Moore III. And that's where our story continues. Oh, and you might wonder where Corvern is. Well, Kit and Sylphie took off without him, and he's trying to catch up, so we'll see if he ever does. In the meantime, welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company, and the ragtag crew that might just one day be something more than thieves and blades for hire. Maybe. Oh god. He was Kermit yodeling. He was Kermit yodeling over the intro. <sighs> I love it. Um, no, we're not going there. Um, anyway. Hi, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to this, this especially shit show of a shit show. Um, shall we You recap? have such little faith in us. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just aware that we get sidetracked very easily, especially yeah. when one or two of us are amped and the other is tired. So I've been muted this entire time. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, God. Hi, ho, oh, everybody. God. Yay. Okay. Are you sure? You're like, have muted? you been muted since the beginning? No, no, no. After the intro, I was muted for the stream, but okay. not for the Zoom. So you guys I could still hear you. Well, yeah, but I was only muted for the stream. Oh. Okay. Well, as long as they didn't miss everything. All right. No, 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 no. It was just me. Just my microphone. It's good. I could say something really mean, but I don't believe it's true. Ha. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> him. So last time, as of episode four sentinel um game number 20 you guys uh were at Saltside tavern in eris holm on the 8th of kervigar uh basically the uh middle of summer and you were getting ready to head for the tanris estate uh early in the morning you weren't sure if you wanted to be involved with tamar's problem anymore your uh, new buddy who is also has something horribly wrong with him. Uh, yeah. So Sylphie decided before you went to the estate to reach out to the whale mother, Tal Dunost, for a little bit of advice, which you got uh, in the form of a bunch of baby sea turtles hatching and being attacked by predators. Um, your oh, that. question... What? I was gonna say there was that one clownfish that was looking for his son too. Well, that was that, that was after that didn't happen. But okay, <laughs> there was a clownfish, but there was no. Have you seen my son? Have you seen my son? 
just in the distance constantly in uh-huh. Sophie's life as long as she's attached to Taldanas. You just yep. occasionally hear, have you seen my son? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's the song Dory sings? Just keep, keep swimming. swimming. Oh, yeah. Just keep swimming. Yeah. Don't sing the whole thing. Copyright. Okay. Um, is that copyrighted? I'm positive 1, it is. Thousand percent. It's Disney. That's... I've heard it on a CD. It's copyrighted. Really? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, fuck. Anyway, um, the mouse. Your basic question was whether or not Tamar and his whole thing and this thing with the Heidelin cult and the Sentinel should be your problem. And the answer you seemed to pull was, it's your problem if you decide it is. What will, what will you make your business? And what is worth your time? What is your so, destiny? It quite, yeah, pretty much. Um, so Toldanos basically said, you decide. Figure it out, dumbass. <laughs> well, you did ask the goddess, the titan goddess of the sea, the most fickle, godly entity there is, whether or not you should care about something. Yeah. And she was just if like, nah, don't, bro. Don't you if do you that? Wanted, if you wanted <laughs> <Every> more... <laughs> if you wanted moral advice, the one you should have asked was Hesperus. Well, I don't really have a direct line to that well, just look at the sun. So, Yo, just look at just the sun. Look at the sun. <laughs> <laughs> that Stare so into the sun for fly. 20 minutes until you get an answer. Yeah, yeah your that's... eyes will turn black and then you will see. Yep. And then you will see. <laughs> okay, <laughs> anyway. Recaps always take like 10 minutes. Sorry. Um, you guys decided to continue on with the whole Tamar thing. And uh, you went into town for breakfast. Kit came across the Sundrake Sundries and Strangeness shop uh, run by Alar uh, Rowanna, son of Valar Rowanna. God bless you. Thanks. That was adorable. Thanks. Okay. I was trying to hold it in and it just came out really <laughs> weird. <laughs> Taldanas, bless um, you. Oh yeah. my god. Whale mom, she, bless you. She probably shouldn't. <laughs> She'll just drop a bunch of salt water on you. And dead fish. Um... <laughs> You went into the shop looking for some things to help you out, and you came across a hat of disguise. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, instead of paying for, you made a deal with Alar to <laughs> to uh, drop off a parcel at Ambro. Mm. Uh, you found out it was a pseudo-dragon egg mm. uh, inside a box. Mm-hmm. And you also bartered another favor for a bag of holding. A leg bag of holding. A leg bag of holding. Hell yeah. Uh, Which you agreed to basically fill a journal with information about the people of Enoch and uh, send it back to him. As well as collecting a few tales and stories and that kind of thing. Uh, You got to Tanris' estate but decided not to sneak in, which honestly shocked me personally (laughs) as your dungeon master. Um... You decided to go up and actually approach him directly. You did notice uh, a sculpture before the manor of a double helix with a black orb floating in the middle, which was echoed in the double helix staircase in the crystal chandelier on the inside in the ballroom, uh, titled the Divine Gate. I just thought that was worth mentioning because it was cool. Just toot Mount Horn over here. Yeah. Uh... One of my favorite moments of just lore drop from the last 
episode was Kit seeing a skullified painting of Zarai. Yeah. And getting real miffed. Uh, Tanris arrived, uh, originally feigning that he really didn't know much about you guys or what you were doing. Uh, but you guys con- uh, confronted him about Liz, Garen, and Tamar. Um, Tanris told you, much like Liz, you have no idea what you're getting yourselves into. You kept uh, pushing and you met his assistant, who originally uh, introduced herself as Sirsha. But you found out her real name is Ilana. It seemed to have been a cover name. Um, You learned that you were dealing with a group of people called the Sentinels. uh, Specifically a branch dedicated to the fallen goddess, Senna. And uh, these people are part of a larger group called the Manaholt Order. Their particular branch... Um, the Sentinels, not the Senna followers, are responsible for guarding the bridges to the Monomarig, the great meteor that brought people to the world. Um, Aliens. Let's see. You learned that Tamar is a walker, uh, which is not an undead creature. He is himself but puppeted by a powerful mage. Uh, and his tether seems to have been created in the city of Taldanost. Uh, talking with Tanners about what you guys are trying to do, you came to an agreement to let Tamar live, which the Sentinels were not originally going to do because he's too dangerous. Um, you were going to continue on your way to Moore's Rest and get after uh, Wedna and possibly the Moore family if needed. And uh, the Sentinels would help you in return for you... Uh, also getting at some of their enemies, like Kellogg, Alistair possibly, uh, and coming back to help them in Amnoblin. Tanris uh, plans to meet you in Seeger Rayafir after your mission is done. He is arranging for passage for you guys in the morning, um, including a druid who will be able to get you to Ambero so Kit can do his thing. Um, let's see. Traded some info, obviously. We spent, like, the good last, like, 40 minutes of the session just trading lore about different people. Um, And uh, for Sylphie, they seem to confirm that Marin might be alive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, and lastly, Tanris let you guys keep the black gold lockpick for now. Hell yeah, he, he does did. expect it to be given to him afterward. Oh, we also found out that Alistair has an illegitimate kid. Oh, yes. oh yeah, Clay That's Aiken. Po- yeah. His name is Just Clay. <laughs> Just Clay. Just Clay. Just Clay. Okay. Just Clay. Hey, Just Clay. Hey, Just Clay. <laughs> uh,. And he was possibly still on, still in Erisholm, right? Um, he is, he is coming from Bedrick, and he will be passing Erisholm pretty soon, like within the day, they believe. And so you've been given information about him and how he might still be savable because he may not know what his father's actually doing. Right. Um, it was explained to you that he 
is the child of Alistair and uh, a high-ranking captain from Vedric, who also seems to be unaware of what Alistair really does. And uh, Clay was almost given to the Heidelin cult at one point, but Alistair decided that since it was his blood, uh, Clay might be worth something one day. Uh, but thus far, Clay does not seem to know that his father is an arbiter, nor does he seem to know that he's about to start working with the Heidelin cult. Yeah. He's just trying to make his dad proud. Why? The Poor <laughs> misguided fool. Because he doesn't know what Alistair really is. Poor unfortunate soul. Poor unfortunate. No. Nope. Oh god. Copyright. L listen, less than five seconds. They can't do shit. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. So that's what where we, we left off. Yeah. Uh, you guys were having we're lunch eating. at Tanner's yeah. estate. Uh, Tamar and Theo are being fetched at the moment to uh, come to the estate. They will be held safely and uh, as guests not just prisoners at your request um, obviously Tanners can't prom anything if Tamar goes crazy and starts killing people but uh, they will try their best and Theo at the very least is safe as can be um, yeah I think that's it cool um so we're in the middle of lunch right now, then. Um, you guys were about to sit down to lunch. It is up to you whether you want to start from there or if you want to skip ahead to something. I think we can skip. I think yeah. after I eat, I'm going to go in a semi-private area and I'm going to write out my letter to Marin that mm -hmm. I wanted to send her. Um... Yeah, cause with my new, I bought like the stationary stuff and yep. things. I remember. Yeah. So I'm going to write that out while I'm waiting for tomorrow and Theo. Okay. Um, yeah, when when you ask uh, Tanner's assistant slash partner slash you don't know what the fuck she is, she just knows everything. Mm -hmm. um, she seems to be the one with all the information. Uh, Ilana shows you to a side office that's like part of a guest room and just says have at it there's extra ink if you so wish um and uh do you know how you're going to send that letter well she said that somebody will be like somebody on the inside in the area could try and get it to her okay um yeah, I don't know how safe that would be, but... I mean, it's up to you. Uh, if you want her to get it to Marin, you would have to give her the letter. Okay, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah. after talking to you a little bit about Marin, she seems... Ilana seems like much more of a logical sort, like... She's she's good for, like, back-and-forth banter a little bit. You've seen that. But she seems much more the logical sort. But when you tell her about Marin and sort of some of the things that happened, I don't know how much detail you go into, she seems to sympathize, or at least empathize. Well, she said that she had a sister, too, so... She, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she seems to empathize, so... 
you get the feeling that she's taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess I'll write it out then, and uh, once I'm done, I'll give it back to her. All right. Cool. And I have that letter in chat. <laughs> and one day we'll share it when necessary. One day. More? No. No. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Kit, anything you want to do after lunch as Tanner and Theo are being, or um, Tamar and Theo are being brought? I don't have any particular things that I need and or want to do. Okay. Um, yeah, the brothers are brought. Uh, Bull actually goes to uh, help fetch them because it'd be weird to just send a bunch of shadowy people to come. Yeah, get that them. would end poorly. <clears throat> yeah, so Bull goes along to explain. And uh, when they arrive, Theo doesn't look terribly happy about the situation, but Tamar seems just kind of resigned. Um, he's he's kind of come to terms with the fact that he's no longer in control. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they're shown to uh, guest quarters, as are you guys, if you so wish. Um, you do still have the inns at the Saltside Tavern for uh, the rooms at the Saltside Tavern for the next four nights. Oh, actually, yes. I wanted to talk to Alana again. Okay. Uh, In private. Uh, ye- mm, I guess I don't need to. Okay. Uh. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be important. Okay. So you, yeah, you. I guess I'll just do to... kind of do it like as an aside. Oh wait, no, Kit doesn't know yet. That's right. I keep forgetting Kit doesn't know about the whole thing. Nope. Uh, so yeah, I'll try and pull her aside and. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah. Once once you guys are there and uh, the house sort of gets back to normal with all the uh, serving staff, she seems to hand off her customary duties to another member of staff and she's attending Tanris mostly and learning from you guys so it's it's not hard to get her attention she still has that leather book under her arm as she goes off to the side with you and says yes uh so I gave you that letter but I I wanted to make sure first you said something about being able to possibly scry to see if it is Marin for sure Yes, I was hoping to have a moment to do with that. One of you already. Yeah, uh, right now is great. Perfect. And she uh, she takes out the uh, the letter um, which she tucked onto the into the inside of her vest, and uh, it's real dark in here. Okay, um, she takes that out and she says, "Now, could you give me a full description of her?" Uh, I mean, this was her before, but, um... I can't imagine she looks terribly different. Uh, she's a teenager. Um, red hair. She was five foot five, maybe? And as Uh, you're describing this, she flips open her book to a page that's encoded and starts sort of, as you're describing, she starts, like, mentally checking things off. Uh, skinny, uh, 
has a mole under her eye, her right eye, um, and a scar uh, on her wrist. Um, and as she's looking over eyes. this encoded message, she says, yes, I'm fairly certain this must be her, but um, we'll, I'll give you a look so that you can make sure. And uh, she closes the book uh, with the letter inside it next to the description of Marin and uh, brings you off to a, uh, a side room <clears throat> that's sort of in the upper levels. Uh, this particular area seems to be an office, like like the master office, I guess you could call it. Uh, mm-hmm. Tanris's proper office, where uh, both side walls are just lined with books. Um, they all seem to be of some sort of official nature rather than just books for show. Um, his desk is this sort of squared U-shape. And on one side, you see a bunch of stationery set up and uh, a floating uh, light that actually sits over it, kind of like a desk lamp. Um, at the front is this leather sort of cover for the desk and uh, seems to be clear of most things. And then on the other side, you see a little marble uh, circle of, uh, of stone sitting on the desk covered in alchemical and uh, arcane symbols. Um, very much like, like full metal alchemist style little circle. And hovering over it, uh, there is a little black sphere that looks almost identical to the one sitting outside the house inside the double helix. And uh, it, it's just this tiny, like, softball-sized orb, and it's just floating there. Um, it's not, like, bobbing up and down or moving. It's just suspended in midair. Mm-hmm. And uh, she walks over and, sort of in passing, taps the sphere, and it turns white and begins to very gently sort of swirl, and the orb itself sorts, starts to orbit and turn. Um, she sets the book aside... And she sits down in the desk chair. She motions for you to pull up one of the other chairs as she puts her finger on the orb and she starts it spinning in a specific direction. Uh, I'll sit down in the other chair. Um, As you take a seat, you see that she's touching specific symbols on the little marble uh, plinth. And... You can tell that there's some language involved, but it's a lot of arcane equations that, I don't know, it's the magical version of, like, trigonometry. It's it's pretty complicated with all of these geometric shapes involved. And then as she sort of seems to lock in the spell, she turns the plinth around to face you. And she scrawls upside down so the name is actually facing you. She scrawls Marin across it. And the orb makes this tiny little, like, sound, and it stops. And it's now turned gray and gloomy, and you realize it's starting to focus as you can see rain falling on a dirty, cobblestoned street surrounded by timber frames and uh, stone buildings. And as you focus on it, everything else in your peripheral vision fades out. It's almost like you're tunneling into the orb. 
Um, as you actually go into the sensor that is the scrying spell, you realize you are looking at Lurk Street. You know this place. You and Marin frequented uh, this place in Moore's Rest. And uh, it's this sort of dirty back street that has a lot of small businesses on it and a few residences. Um, it's a fairly good place to just kind of lay low whenever you guys got in trouble. And you know, just around the corner, out of your sight from where you're sitting, um, there's a baker's shop that you guys used to take shelter in whenever you didn't have any place to stay when you were little. Um, walking down the street, you see the typical fair of Moore's Rest, which is just a massive mix of people. Uh, all sort of hunched into themselves wearing cloaks and heavy leather jackets in the rain. <clears throat> and uh, at the moment, considering it's getting into afternoon for you guys, it's getting into sort of uh, late afternoon here in Moore's Rest, because this is quite a ways further along the world, a few time zones away. Um you see people just passing by, and the sensor doesn't focus on any of them, so they kind of remain blurry. But you can almost feel the eye turning toward a another corner where the actual Lark Street sign sits. The sign sort of hanging off at an angle on chains. And you see a young woman huddled inside of a sort of duster jacket. Uh, one that you don't really recognize um but as she turns and sort of is looking around you see the face flash by and you realize it's Marin. as she's glancing around you can see the sort of red tresses down the side of her face um she just seems to be standing there with her arms crossed uh huddled against the wind and rain looking around waiting for something and as she glances around, um, she sort of shakes off the coat once as water like gathers. And uh, you see uh, coming up to her and finally coming into focus, a tall man, maybe 20, 25, with long, uh, beautiful black hair, blue eyes, also in a sort of leather, rich trench coat uh, that reaches about his knees. Um, and he has this sash across his chest that's uh, this blue silk. And uh, he puts a hand on her shoulder. And you see her look up at him and smile. And uh, he sort of pats her shoulder and puts on a uh, large, uh, wide-brimmed hat. And you see several other people following them as they step across the street and out of sight. And the eye comes back and you blink and you're back in the office. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's her. I'm assuming that Silas Moore III is kind of like long-haired, like looks looks a little gothy. Uh, are you asking me, or are you asking Ilana? Ilana. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This After you fade back in, she's leaning on the desk, um, 
sort of one uh, head less resting lightly on one hand. She doesn't seem to have seen what you saw, but she has been curious about your expressions and your reactions. You don't know what your face was doing that whole time, but it seems to have piqued her interest. Yeah, so I'm assuming, like, he, he's got a bit of, like, that mid-aughts edgy kid vibe about him. I don't know what he looks like. None of that so, makes any sense in I context. <laughs> um, yeah, she, she looking at you still, very focused on you, she says, he's a rather handsome young man, uh, long black hair, blue eyes, uh, dresses fairly well, uh, though not overly rich, we've noticed. For a king, he's rather understated. Am I... Okay, this is Alicia now. Uh, yeah. Am I able to... It, mm, am I able to do an insight check on the thing that I saw? Or is that... Maybe. A, What's your question? I want to know if he's like... If he's like being a creep. If he's like... Oh. That, that pat on the shoulder was like... Hey. Is it Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah, or, go ahead, make an insight well, check. Well, not even that, but like, you know, are they friends or is he trying to like you, get You fresh? want to know what the intent behind yes. that was. Yeah. Yes. yeah go is ahead he trying to get check. fresh? Yeah, what? <laughs> Don't get fresh with me, young man. <laughs> uh, that is oh, a God. 21. I would say your age is showing, but I know that phrase really well. Yeah, and I'm it's a you. common phrase, get fresh. It's not a common phrase, Alicia. Are they getting what? are they getting jiggy with it? Yeah. Are they are they getting hot under the collar? <laughs> are they sidling all up to each other and making whoopee? Oh my I was about to say God. That. <laughs> okay, anyway, um It was the 21. 21. Okay. Speaking um, of the year where that saying came from. <laughs> 1921. Yeah. Um giving it some thought after you kind of get over the shock of actually like oh my god that was Marin her reaction to him seems genuine like the smile was oh it's you kind of like reaction. I mean I have no doubt but and a lot of 17 year olds would like to like get fresh with a 20 so. with a hot young man yeah who's yeah. <laughs> also a king um his the way he approached her um you could kind of see some of his men in the background you guess they were his bodyguards they all looked a little like leery of these two um but uh silas himself walking up and putting his hand on Marin's shoulder he had this very genuine like how do I say it in a way that doesn't sound possessive? The kind of like, you're, you're mine, you're of me. Like, that sort of like, when you see a family member or a lover you're super close with, that kind of like, yes, this is my person. An unspoken familiarity. Sure. I don't know how much I like that. Uh... <laughs> I'm the older sister now, so I have to be, like, all protective. The much older <laughs> sister. Oh, shut up. Uh, 
Okay. You guys still haven't fixed that. Yeah, I know. I was going to ask Alana too. You met like, hey, someone who could fix that what? and you didn't fix it. Who? <laughs> that druid? Which one? The owl. The eagle? The air cocra? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're still here! <laughs> Might as well! Damn it. Okay, well, we'll, fig- we'll figure that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, Just a greater restoration away from being young and beautiful again. That's it? Ah, oh, shit. Well, younger. Shut up. Thank you, Winifred. I get that uh, one, but it's a start. Um, Another glorious morning. Makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what any of you are saying. Focus, um, focus. focus. Okay. I've seen that movie once. Yeah, because I forced um, you to watch it. I know. Alicia. What? <laughs> you need to watch it I every Halloween it. religiously. Yes, it and then nice some. And then ev- once a month religiously. <laughs> you need to watch it every time you get nostalgic for Halloween, which for yeah. us is daily. Daily. <laughs> we I don't really have a, hol- in, a lot of Halloween movies. In though. our contract. Uh, yeah, our chat just came up. Jamie's like, you've only seen Hocus Focus <laughs> once? <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry Jamie. <laughs> This is how you lose followers. I'm sorry. <laughs> interactive, Jamie. We love you. You're our biggest fan. Yep. We're such nerds. Anyway. I'm sorry. We've got a guest. <laughs> Let's continue on. Um, yes. Any any other questions other than your sister's new boyfriend? No. Uh, ah, ah, I don't like that. You. It's like okay. That. You can be jealous. I know you lost. No, your- I am not jealous. I am like. I know you lost your Ziegler. No, I'm very much not jealous. I'm I'm a lot more wary of 17-year-old girls being seduced by 23-year-old man who can't 25. find friends his own. Yeah, 25-year-old man who can't find friends his own age. Too, a little To be creepy. fair, she's been dead for like a decade, so That doesn't also, mean that she's like mature like enough to <laughs> Also, be to be fair, year old or whatever. as of the age of 15, pretty much everybody in this world is considered legal. Most people don't actually pursue that shit till they're like 20. That's but good. yeah. I guess that makes it slightly better, but ugh. no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Anyway. <laughs> well, whatever. I'm probably going to kill him anyway, so. Uh... <laughs> She'll love that. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> Alright, anyway, yeah. Anyway, um... Okay, well, you can send that letter then. Um... Thank you. Thanks. Is there anything else I can help with or tell you? I don't... I mean... What do you know about Silas Moore Third? Well, um, he's the first king of Mosres not to earn his throne through killing someone. Um, that we know of. Well, I'm. he has quite the record. He's a rather accomplished fighter, but unlike his grandfather and uh, everyone who came before him before Mosres was called Mosres, uh, he earned his throne by earning his grandfather's trust. He did not take it. Um, 
there's some rumor that he's the only member of his family that his grandfather liked. And uh, there's also some rumor that he has tried and failed, but tried to reach out to the Caskers peaceably. That doesn't sound like any Arbiter I know. Rather. So, we're curious about him. He seems to be... I wouldn't call him good. It's not to say he's not a pirate king and the leader of the Arbiters, and of course the one who allows all this slavery to continue. But his business seems to be more gauged toward um, improving Moore's Rest. His efforts seem to be internal. Does he have a history of going after younger girls? No. As far as I'm aware, before Marin, he's never shown interest in anyone, save a male suitor when he was a bit younger. Right. Well. <sighs> I guess I'll run into him when I run into him, then. I think, I think that's really it for now. I... You're like a walking encyclopedia, but, uh... I certainly try. Yeah. Is there a way if we need to... Well, Kit has spells. <laughs> so, he could send you a message if we need to know anything. That if might come in absolutely handy. Must. I mean, it would be really nice, though, because, like... Come on. All the information that you have, like, make would make things like a billion times easier for us. I'll do what I can, but I'm afraid most of my information seems limited to the Sentinels and their business. Well, what we're doing is kind of overlapping with a lot of your stuff, so I'm sure it'll come in handy at least a little bit. Um. At the very least, I can, if I don't know how to help, I can possibly direct you to other people, wherever you are, who might, or safe havens. Um, we have a few splinter groups that are not directly affiliated, but are former parts of our order, uh, former sentinels, former Manaholt, who are still friendly, but uh, odd and independent. Hmm. And they can be found around Harris. Okay. Well, thank you. Really, like, it's the first time I've seen my sister in a decade. So, thanks for that. I hope you get her back. I really do. I'm going to. You are. And she uh, stands up. Uh, she taps the orb again and it goes black. Um, and she grabs her book and escorts you out. 
Kit, what have you been doing? I've probably been eating this entire time, I'm sure. The whole time? The whole time. <laughs> it's been like hours. Uh, I... I don't know. I don't really have anything to do besides just kind of wait around and like... I want to get off this island so I can go do my stuff. Yeah, this was really. my offering for you to get some character development in, but okay. I mean, what do I need to develop? I don't know. I'm already perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Absolutely the best character in this campaign so far. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, that's a bold claim. Dinky was pretty good. Oh, uh, Dinky yeah. was great. R.I.P. Dinks. Oh, Winston was my personal favorite. Oh, Winston. But he couldn't actually speak his clever thoughts, so... He's happy now. He's at a monastery, like, hanging out. Oh, yeah, he's super happy being a pelt. No! (laughs) No, I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. (laughs) Totally kidding. He would have just pooped back into the Feywild. Yeah, he's also a fey creature, so it's not like... No, I know. He's fine. He's fine. Uh, So, yes, uh... You guys get all your stuff from the Saltside Tavern, I assume, mm-hmm. um, and decide to stay at the richer estate. Yeah. Uh, you get your puppies. You get your bull. Mm-hmm. You get your Tamar and your Theo. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Sylvie has a revelation while oh, no. they're on the way. Yeah. Uh, like, getting all the stuff. Like, could that druid thing just, like, cast greater restoration on me and I'd be young again? Are you talking to me? Yes! I mean... I'm not just talking to the air here. I don't know how much help you can really get, but I guess we could try. Oh my god. I can at least go back to normal. Let's let's stop by there like on the way, and then okay. that way I can... You can stop making... St- Stupid ass jokes. About you'll me. still be older than Kim. Yeah, you'll still be older than me. I don't care. By like, I'll be hot. What? Twenty years? What's Kit? Like five? What? <laughs> Whoa! Nineteen. <laughs> Sylvie's twenty-four. Five years. Yeah. Yeah, twenty years. Okay. That's Is just that dog ears or something. It's probably dog ears. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, you guys go fetch your stuff. Bull has the puppies, and uh, the he's puppies. just trotting along with them. Um, and you make a stop by the druid's den. Woof, woof. That was a fruit fly. Go away. Um, fruit fly. Yeah. There's a lot around here. I don't know why. Um, like, outside, and they keep getting in, and I don't know how. Anyway. Uh... Yeah, you make a stop by the Druid's Den, uh, the sort of Hobbit-style cavern beneath the big old tree uh, on the eastern side. And uh, the Druids who are, all the younger Druids who are there see you guys kind of recognize and just leave you be. On the inside, in the central circular chamber uh, with the fire burning against the back wall, the smoke going up a carved chimney... Um, you see the uh, Aarakocra, who I believe was a barn owl yes. style. Um, okay, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. She. Hydruids are always female. Um, she. 
I'm pretty sure. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I didn't give her a name. It doesn't matter. Um, she's sitting next to this fire. Uh, all her feathers like curled in around her, and in her taloned hands, she has like a little, a little cup of tea. And there's a kettle sitting next to the fire that's been emptied, and it's getting into evening as you guys arrive. And she's just sitting there quietly seemingly meditating as she drinks her tea and just chill you notice little tiny buds of flowers and grass growing up around her as she seems to be pretty deep within hey knock knock uh (laughs) you hear a sigh and all of the flowers and grass fade and she says yes is this a bad time? Oh my god. We can come back. I mean, it's I prefer not to. a bit but... late for that. How can I help you? Uh, yeah. So you know how... Hi, we were here the other day with the... I'm, I'm aware. Hello, Okay. Sophie. Yeah, great. Uh, I totally remember your name, too. I didn't give I just... you my name. Cool. Uh, then I don't remember it. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so, you know, you did that Greater Restoration thing on yes. Tamar, and it did nothing. Uh, there is something that you could do that could do something. Uh, I got... <laughs> uh, I have something on me that makes me, like, seem older, and I would like that off me, please. Age is nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, yeah, I know. It's just a number, da-da-da. But my number is not this, so... Oh, it's an actual... Your act... Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I thought you were asking me to no. make you... Yeah, I see what you no. mean. Yeah. Um, and she she sets her stuff aside and stands up, uh, leaning on her uh, sort of gnarled root staff. Um, she kind of takes a look at you. You see her her uh, fingers move in a sort of arcane equation, uh, very sort of naturalistic flowing lines to it, and her eyes flash, and she says, "Oh, interesting." What? No. What? No. It, this shouldn't be interesting. This should just be done. Do you Not have the object that did this? Uh, yeah, I hold up the whalebone ring. Have you tried taking it off? Yeah, I can do it. Whoop, 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 whoop. Please don't do that. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Oh. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, she looks at it, sees that it changes nothing when you take it off. She says, and you're still carrying that why? Uh, well, it's it's like not a thing anymore. It used to be a thing, but I'm like tight with Taldonas now, so it's not a thing. So it's just kind of. I'm going to pretend I understand. And yeah. She uh, <laughs> she brings you to the center of the room, and you uh, she starts leaning down to draw out uh, an equation, and um, as she as she does, she says. And I assume this comes with a donation to the temple. Yes. Of course. 
Uh, <clears throat> what is customarily a good donation for that? Food for the less fortunate money. Oh. Okay, that's fine. I dig out some rations that I have. Such a cheap ass. I don't have food! I just have the rations! Well, she said food, money. Oh, money. I take out... Oh my god. What Three what copper! Do put, what do you put on ten years of your life? I will take out one gold piece and read, read her reaction. For your knowledge, greater restoration costs a hundred gold of diamond dust. <laughs> and it is a fifth level spell. Mm -hmm. I'll take out two gold pieces <laughs> and see how she reacts. One. She just two, stares at you. Three. All right. I, uh, sorry. Oh my. Hold God. on. I have to. I have to see I, how sorry. much money sorry. I have. Uh, 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 oh my God. Oh, that's a lot. Okay. All right. Fine. I'll pull out a hundred gold. I'll pull out a, a platinum. That's only Wait, ten, that's gold. ten gold. Ten gold. Oh, blue. Well then how, okay. How, 10, 10, and 10. That would be 10 platinum. 10 platinum, okay. I don't know how to do math, <laughs> sorry. Literally 10, 10, and 10. 10 copper to a silver, 10 silver to a gold, 10 gold to a platinum. All right, here's 10 platinum. Here. Yeah, she takes that, she says, no, I suppose that'll cover materials. And she sort of puts that away. Um, and she continues her drawing. Um, eventually she finishes out this fairly complicated uh, circle on the ground and she centers you in it. Uh, and you see her reach into a uh, uh, her satchel that she keeps and she pulls out this little um, sort of like sachet of uh, whatever the fuck they're called, um, of diamond dust. And as she opens it, you just see it glittering, um, almost like clear snow. And she takes a pinch of it, and she starts sort of scattering it around the circle. And the last she has you hold in her hand, in, in your hands. She says, don't move. And she steps out of the circle. Okay. And uh, getting to the edge of it, you see that this version that she's doing is a little bit different from what she did to Tamar. Mostly because she knows what's wrong with you. Tamar, she had no idea. Um, and very Nanny McPhee style. She overlooks the circle, looks at you, taps the staff, and you just go blind for a second as the circle explodes into light around you. And you feel the diamond dust, the shards sink into your skin and you feel like you're being, you're holding onto a ball of needles and you can't let go. Um, Kit, are you here? watching this? Yeah, I'm just watching. Okay. 
um, you see a column of light shoot up from this uh, this circle. You've seen Greater Restoration cast a few times before. Everyone sort of does it their own way. Um, you can sort of stylize magic to however you like. This is a fairly simple but flashy version. Um, and uh, as this column of light comes up, almost like a like a opaque moonbeam, uh, Sylphie, on the inside, you feel your skin start to get hot, and it almost feels like you're melting, almost like your skin has become wax. And for a good solid 10 seconds, you're just enshrouded in light until your entire body cools and the column of light just drops away. And Kit, you're looking at the Sylphie that you met originally. Uh, very young and, 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 I don't know, Sylphie. Hot. <laughs> There's not a big difference oh between 30 and 20. Sexy. Um, sort of like the skin's a little bit tighter. Um, the the muscles are a little more defined now. Does she look less um, dead inside? No. Oh. Um, no. Fair. <laughs> the hair is a little more vibrant in, in vibrant white. Um, the eyes are a little brighter. Yeah. But overall, still just Sophie. That's right. I'm back. Woo! Oh my god. I walk over to Kit and I'm like, call me old now. You're bitch. old. <laughs> Whatever. Bull <laughs> who's standing there with the puppy says, Well, you're younger than me. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. You're like 30, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you still look good, Bull. Uh, it's the fur. <laughs> sure. Uh, but I am back in action, and now Ziegler is really gonna be like super upset that he turned this down, right? Like, oh and Ball is like, just, I'll be Do honest. You still miss your boyfriend? I'm He's sorry. not my boyfriend. He is going to be, if anything, a revenge fuck. <laughs> if anything I missed what Jamie said about the druid oh yeah. <laughs> you said haggle that Jamie bitch down said, it's recovery is comparable okay, haggle that bitch down thank you Jamie good god I love having I love having Jamie here um okay <laughs> yeah oh good lord so... alright uh, alright we're all good uh thank you person bye have a good night i suppose yeah you too bye <laughs> i'm young and just, sexy don't care about yeah, this old bitch i just kind of skip out uh as like, kid my ankles don't pop anymore it's great <laughs> um so as Sylphie is skipping away and being absolutely ridiculous, <laughs> I walk up to the Eric Kokra, Eric, Eric, Eric Kokra, thank you, the burb, and I'm like, the burb woman, the burb woman, <laughs> and uh, 
she's sitting on the steps of uh, the old church. Anyway, sorry, Mary Poppins reference. So I hand her 50 more gold. I'm like, thank you. And she takes it and gives you a nod. She says, I, I understand. It's young people will be young people. Exactly. They're ridiculous. <laughs> and she, she kind of gives you a smile. Like she seems to recognize from your, your attire and also the fact that you're an Elusir that you get it. I'm so mature. More. This may not be like a Balin temple to the old gods. Mm-hmm. This is more of like a Diana temple. Uh, no, this is Melora, Wild Mother. Um, but she... If anyone's going to get along with the Balin gods, it's the nature gods. So, you know, Wild Mother be praised. I'll praise the Wild Mother. Indeed. Amen. May her, may her endless grace enfold thee. May her leaves Along be green, with... and may her may her dirt be brown. You say her <laughs> right. leaves be green, and may her wife not get pissed. Right. Uh, okay. Her wife Erathus. So I gave her the stuff, and I'm like, okay, well, that's all we needed, I guess. So let's uh, let's go, Bull. Unless Bull's already left. Bull's still there. He's waiting for you. Okay. All right, Bull, let's go. What the fuck was that? The end of the world. Honestly? I mean, it is 2020. <laughs> it was loud enough that maybe... Um, oh, no. If the stream ends suddenly from my side, we all know what happened. Um, no, it was just like a really distant, loud boom. Oh. It's the militia. Not oh, like a God. gunshot boom. Like... Oh. Like a like a transformer exploding boom. Yeah. Like a Kevin James here comes the boom. I don't know what that. Means. I don't know that, that was, reference. That was a terrible pull. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Corey is going to listen to this later and be like, "What? <laughs> Why did you? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, focus, children. All right, I'm leaving. Bye, bye, Burb Woman. Bye, bye. <laughs> All right, yeah. You guys head back to the estate. Sylvie trotting along. The estate. I've got like I've got like staying alive or something playing in the background. Or like the Spider Man like, like walk yeah. down the street. Oh my that fucking, fucking god! Scene. <laughs> <laughs> the scene without any music, just the the yeah, weird sounds, yeah. the overdub. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you make your way back feeling like hot shit, and uh, Ew. people stare, but not because you're young and pretty. Um, it's mostly because you're just weird. Yep. I'm just kind of like... <laughs> I don't know what guns are. Are you suddenly yeah. bisexual? <laughs> I, I, she already is bisexual. I would say, yeah. that's what all the bi Remember? people do. They like do finger guns all the time. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. so you ride back uh, and uh, your rooms are prepared for you there's plenty of guest rooms so you each have your own sort of place to stay with a, with a large bed and, and plenty of space uh, Ball 
hands off uh, Hinto. Yay, to, uh, Hinto. Hinto bean. Hinto. With his little, little pink birthmark on his nose, little blue tick puppy. Yeah, uh, that's a thing, if anybody doesn't know. AKA Jamie. Um, they have puppies. <laughs> they have Charlie, who's a little blue tick puppy. And no, she's... that was on stream. That I, was I know, first episode. I'm saying oh. maybe Jamie hasn't seen it. Um, but uh, yeah, they've got Charlie and they've got the little the little runt puppy Hinto. Hinto bean. Mm-hmm. I um, am going to spend some time with Hinto teaching him how to do basic commands like sit say stuff like that lifesavers yeah. yeah you also need to like teach him how to potty outside we, that hasn't happened we yet. live outside we're not in we're not outside now not worried about it not my house <laughs> wow <laughs> who uh, says i know how to do that outside they they also <laughs> They also know how they also know like everything and they write everything down in that huge book. So they're going to write next to like our entry like doesn't know how to train their dogs to pee outside. I'm not worried about it. Still owes me dry cleaning bill. All right. <laughs> um yeah, so Kit and Bull spend some time with their with their little poopsies. I'm ready to roll. And uh Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, for training, like, you usually no, totally. make me do animal, animal handling. handling. Okay. Do it. Oh. <laughs> See how much this feels. Nine. Nine? Nine? Um. It's a puppy. You think Hinto understands it? You think? <laughs> he definitely does. I mean, he can't walk super well at the moment, so most of his sitting is falling over. Perfect. Um, Good boy. But he tends to do it when you say sit, so you think you're getting somewhere. Yes. <laughs> it's like sit, Hinto. Plop. Flash forward six months from now, every time I say sit, he just throws himself on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Bull, uh, Bull spends some time with you two just because he wants to kind of keep Hinto and Charlie together. Um, let me roll one for him. 700. Well, eh, um, he got pretty good. Um, 21. Uh, so he's sitting there teaching Charlie, and Charlie is obviously Hinto is like the runt of the litter, so he's a little bit behind. Mm Charlie is still like unsteady on her feet, but she understands basically the like look at me and stay. Sit is a little harder because she doesn't want to like put her wiggly little butt down, mm-hmm. but she will sit still at the very least. Yeah, when that tail starts going, the whole back end just yeah, you just wag your butt. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you guys spend some time doing that. Sylphie, what are you doing this evening? Other than checking yourself out. (laughs) Yeah, I'd probably spend, like, a good, like, hour doing that. Being like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Doing the great thing. Yeah. That's it, I'm not going. That's it, I'm not going. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yeah, I'll do that for a while, but then I wanna I do wanna go talk to Tamar and Theo. Okay. That's fine. Uh yeah, they've got their own uh guest rooms. Uh they've been put in rooms that are more central to the house so they can kind of be kept an eye on. 
Um, but uh, going down to see them, they've made themselves kind of at home out in the garden that's directly behind the house. They're under watch, but not like being <laughs> not being stifled like Puck. Say hello. Hi, Puck. <laughs> he looks so mad right now. He does. <laughs> He's like, I do not boy. like this. <laughs> He's fine. Uh, Welcome to the stream, Puck. Yeah. <laughs> He's our uh, NPC. <laughs> He's our Garfield the Deals Warlock. Mm. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, they're, they're both um, just kind of chilling out, just not doing anything um but uh theo looks a fair bit more tense than tamar tamar seems just kind of resigned to this whole situation he uh-oh oh no did we lose taylor taylor he, no he's... Oh, oh okay you froze Sorry, come back you froze for a second oh, but yeah. i think you're good now yeah, my I was monitoring the the stream that paused for a second too. Ah, uh, your internet connection is unstable. No shit. Oh no. All right. Um. Yes, that happens. That's what the boom was. Yeah, it took at the speed of light. It took that long to get. Here. <laughs> yep. They're trying. They're trying to take us out. They don't want us to. They don't want a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> Um, it's the hackers. Yeah, but uh, yeah. the two brothers are just chilling out in the garden, and uh, Theo seems a little more resigned to his situation. He looks up as you, uh, as you come out to them, and Theo is wandering, and Tamar Tamar looks up at you and says, "Hey, what's up? Just wanted to check in with you all. See how you're hanging up or hanging up, hanging in." <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you okay? Did you put on makeup or something? Okay. <laughs> I kind of magically took 10 years off of my face, so. Looks Why? good. Oh, oh really? <laughs> Thank you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> my God. <laughs> Alicia, you cannot play a smooth talker. <laughs> You're playing a fucking bard paladin who's just like, oh, and can't think of words. Oh, hey. Well, you know what? Pretty? If, Alicia, more. if Alicia was complimented, she'd be like, um, okay, go to that doctor, please. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. I totally do no. that to people. They're like, You're attractive. And I'm like, Do you need something? Yeah. It's like, um,. Sorry, no sex today. Um, <laughs> I'm not yeah. looking to join the Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't think um, that's part of their thing, but okay, yes. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Tamar, uh, Tamar looking up at you is like, uh, yeah, uh, anyway, sorry. Um, no, don't say sorry. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, yeah, you. You good? Yo, bro, you good? <laughs> good. Okay, well, 
not you know this isn't jail that is very true it's tell it to theo it's a nice house theo and theo who is a, a few feet away just like looking at some hydrangeas or something um I don't know why that word makes Why are there hydrangeas in this house? <laughs> you're in the garden. Oh. Oh, oh we lost Taylor again. again. Oh. Okay. Oh, we're in it. They're in a garden. They're in a garden. Oh, yeah. I thought they were like in a room. I'm like, who the fuck has potted hydrangeas? <laughs> Lord Tanris. That's ridiculous. You're the no. only person who <laughs> would think that's ridiculous. <laughs> No, I know why it's ridiculous. I, um, I still remember in college when you were like, they planted New Guinea impatience in the sun? What are they thinking? And I'm like... That was a real thing that I actually was upset was. about. Because <laughs> yeah. I walked on campus and I'm like, what the fuck? Who, who did this? Like, they're going to die in a week. You fools. They can only be in partial sun. You fools. fools. New Guinea impatience in the sun. Ben is the the Disney villain of gardening. Of plants. Yes, it is so true, though. Oh, my God. You fools! Um, but yes. Anyway, hydrangeas. Uh, Theo, who's just looking at some flowers, Potted turns hydrangeas. and looks at you as, you. as you say, it's, you know, it's a nice house. It's not a jail. He's like, fuck off. All right, Theo. Tamar I... says that at the same time. He's like, Theo, come on. This really could be worse. Like, this was the good end of the deal that we worked out. So... And Theo turns sort of with his arms crossed, and you're starting to get the feeling that he's not just, like, an uh, a petulant teenager. He's, like, genuinely, like, petulant? terrified for oh. his brother. Okay. Um, and he's like, yeah, gilded cages and all that. Listen... I know what they were going to do to him, and I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy that it took a bunch of strangers to convince them not to kill my fucking brother. I don't particularly like it either, but we wanted to make sure that you were okay because we wouldn't feel good letting you do I, I, I what I don't want to make you think I don't appreciate that, but I'm just a little... Yeah. I get that. But I also want you as coming from someone who doesn't have an older sister anymore to appreciate the fact that you have your older brother still. And if all goes well on our end, you'll get to keep him. So it's not the best situation, but it's way better than anything else that you're going to get. I know. I, again, I appreciate you guys for not just fucking off and leaving us to this nonsense, but it's just a lot, you know, especially for people who are never tied down anywhere and people who've never... We didn't ask to be involved with some kind of cult. Tanris explained some of it. We were just in Tal Dunost working. 
and then one day I guess Tamar got hurt or killed or something and suddenly we made our way here and I still don't know why I just know some cult is trying to get money by using my brother and at any moment he could suddenly decide to kill everyone it is a lot I will admit yeah so uh excuse me if I'm not okay I get it I don't think you need to be okay, but you need to be something besides angry, otherwise it's going to eat you from the inside. And he looks over at Tamar, says, you sound like him. (laughs) And Tamar kind of smiles a little bit and says, yeah, you're real good at being angry, but, um... I think you could be pretty good at uh, being effective, too, if you gave it some some thought. And uh, Theo rolls his eyes. He says, well, um, I'm probably better off than you because I can actually leave. But uh, I don't know. I'll figure out something to do. Maybe, maybe I'll become a water marshal for a little while. There you go. I know one of them. I forget his name, his name but I Zed. met him. What? Theo literally tells you his name is Zed. Yeah. yeah. No, there's another one. Is Zed the same one who the boarded our ship? Oh no, no the, you know the that was a different person, guy. the Triton. Yeah, he was a marshal. I don't remember his name, but yeah, you, you've met that Triton. Yeah. See, I'm not that bad. The DM doesn't even remember I, It's because he was insignificant. Oh. His name is Fred. I thought he was... Yeah, Fred. Uh, just it call him be, Fred. If it, if it was gonna be Fred, it would be more elven like Fredir. <laughs> Frederick. Um, that, no. No, I know. That's more Bob. French. Yeah. Ted. Bill. <laughs> it's always Bob Ted Bill. It's always Bob Ted Bill. Always. Uh Steve. Um I that was before the stream started, so I don't have his name anywhere. No, that was that was on stream. Have that we was, been like, in Aerosholm this entire time? Yeah, we were like on the boat to Aerosholm yeah. in the first episode. It's fine. We'll anyway, find his name maybe. Whatever. Oh. His name Javier. is Javier. Yeah, there oh, you go. Javier. Javier. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Not Javier. Javier. Yeah. It's not Javier. Yeah. All right, Javier. Javier. It's Javier. <laughs> Javier. But anyway, you said he, he was told you about the road. So. Yeah. So, uh, that nightmare. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they're pretty cool dudes. Uh, so yeah, I, that'd be great. I'm a professional sailor. Cool. I, I know. You could also be a cool dude then. Uh, so anyway, so Kit and I are going to check in on you every once in a while just to make sure everything's going good. Um, and we'll let you know what happens with the whole puppet master deal. Uh, 
we're not just, you know, abandoning you or anything. I no, just I, to let I you know. Um, Ilana explained a little bit of it. Um, you're, you were talking about a sister. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. Alana mentioned something about you going after family. Yep. <clears throat> and yeah. he, Theo glances at Tamar again. He says, well, um, good luck with that, because... I know what it's like to be without that idiot. Yeah. It's been a lot longer for me, but... Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a wrong, while. Wrong time for that bullshit. <laughs> I also didn't say it's been a while. No, I know that. It's been. It's just, it's permeating through everything. If you say anything... Oh! No! Lost him. No, no, it's fine. No, we got your side. No, it's just, it's just little, little. It's like little blips. I don't understand. Little teeny it's tiny okay. blips. But anyway, thank you. I, thanks. I'll, I'll like disconnect and reconnect at the break or something. Okay. Okay. But uh, that'll be in like a half hour. So half the hour. We'll get there. It's very. All right. Oh my god. Where are we going? I'm trying to get back on track. <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. Uh, yes. So, you anything else you need to talk to them about? Uh, no. I don't think so. Ben, what? you're looking at me like I'm missing something. It's like, I need to get back on track. Like, what do you need to say? Oh, nothing. I'm done. I was trying to finish up the conversation, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, Theo... Theo is, like, receptive, but he you can tell he just doesn't want to talk to anybody right now. He's pissed. Tamar is much more level-headed and kind of like, it is what it is. Um, you get that that's kind of his approach to everything. Um, but you guys retire for the night with your, with your puppies. And uh, your whale moms. And yep. Doing the vibe check. Uh, it is vibe. a check. It is a peaceful night ah. with uh, with the ah. sound of the waves in the distance and the. It's a fairly uh, quiet place. This estate at night, so it's pretty peaceful. It's much better than a tavern or a ship. Um, but in the morning. Yeah, uh, way better than Ziegler's ship. Ziegler's ship was nice. You had your own no. cabin. Is there so. a balcony? Uh, yeah, there's a <gasps> balcony uh, overlooking the garden on the second floor. Okay. I just had the sudden <laughs> urge to like go to the balcony and start singing somewhere out there, but I feel like that's a little out of space, out of place too. Somewhere no, out No, no, no. Copyright. 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 I don't think we'll get copyright. No, I skipped. Right, I skipped some that. words. It's fine. Uh, yeah, you skip some words. That's why we won't. Yeah. Somebody at Disney yeah. just screamed, "Sued!" That was oh, actually universal. Yeah, I don't. 
give a fuck. That was a John Bluth <laughs> film. And it's John Bluth Disney never now. works for Disney. It's basically Disney now. Nobody knows the difference. I do. Anyway. I do. Um, Anastasia. I could feel it in my bones. That's, that's not Disney either. I know. It's Don Bluth. Yeah. It's basically Disney. Okay. No. <laughs> and we're sleeping. Indeed. So restore all your shit. And, I don't think uh, I did. I didn't use anything. Shit. All we yeah. did okay. was talk. I uh, in the morning, <laughs> you guys wake up. Uh, shut up! Just shut up and let me tell the story. Um, <laughs> Taylor can't stop me. Alicia, break! Wow! I didn't do. Oh, you pulled out the maiden name. Oh, you know what that means? What? No, I didn't say break. Oh. I said break. Oh, oh, you said. Brink. I thought you said Brink. Yeah, I, I did brink. too. No, I just learned that that was your last name today. Yeah, that, so um, I thought you were weaponizing it against me. No, 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 no. I don't do that to people. Yeah, that's okay. Well, I do, but yeah. not not you yet. We're not there yet. Okay. Um, one day, one day soon. Uh, one day. Oh. Yes, yeah, so you guys wake up in the fucking morning. And uh, <laughs> you are treated to a one heck of a breakfast like you guys have been dealing with like tavern breakfasts and like continental breakfast this Ew. is a breakfast um it's like Sylvie is eating everything better watch your figure full, it's not it's like gonna full, last like english traditional breakfast spread uh with like touches from other cultures tanris seems to enjoy uh lock many food so there's like the english breakfast spread which is harris um, and then there's the Chinese, Japanese, Indian, Ooh, Pacific Islander spread. Much and a better. lot of spicy stuff, which is Lakmeni food. I want to date him. Um, from Lakmanos. Um, including Greek. But, uh, yeah. It is quite, quite a, uh, what is the word smorgasbord? Smorgasbord. What is it the kids say these days? A smorgasbord. <laughs> it's fucking lit, fam. Yeah. <laughs> fam is apparently like falling out of out of style. Yeah, I, lit, I think lit is too. Fam honestly. was the only good one those idiots came up with. <laughs> I, I I love fam. I genuinely use fam because it's it's nice. It is nice. I'm sorry, I'm on a soapbox here. <laughs> lit is dumb. Fam is great. Um, anywho, <laughs> sorry. God damn, why am I apologizing? You I guys do this more often than I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys uh, sit down to breakfast, and uh, you notice there are a few extra people at breakfast. Uh -oh. Um, so Tanris does join you. Um, he seems fairly involved in his work, and uh, Ilana is sitting at his side, sort of picking at her breakfast in Kate in, in between working with him. Um, you're starting to get the idea that Tanris and Ilana are a little bit more than like lord and assistant. They seem to have a very smooth relationship and you don't know if it's like they're super close or they're together, you don't know. It's very professional in front of you guys. There's no like soft moments, but it's very fluid. Um, sitting to his other side, uh, there is a young woman who looks a fair bit like him. Um, 
she you can tell she has her hair color changed because it's sort of this bluish sort of tint um so she's either rocking make it pink or she actually has her hair dyed um but she's a half elf and she's sitting there sort of picking at her breakfast watching tanris work looking oh 15 what you froze on us again god damn it I what is she looking well, you said she's, she's looking she's looking at what tanris is doing like a typical 14 year old and just like mm-hmm. like kind of annoyed that there's no attention paid to her at all mm-hmm. you get that it's probably his daughter mm-hmm. um also at the table uh liz is here Oh, Liz. oh, Liz! That's awkward. Oh, hi, Liz. Yes, uh, Liz is here, and um, who else? There's Ooh. a few interesting peeps. Uh, I I nudge Kit with my elbow, and I'm like, I point at Tanner's daughter, and I'm like, look, somebody in your age group, maybe you can like play or something. I uh, nudge her back and point to the oldest person at the table and be like, look, there's one for you, too. You mean Tanris? Yeah, sure. Who's like 50? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just eat Um, my food. Knowing that I'm hot and young. Liz, yeah, Liz (laughs) is here. Um, Theo and Tamar, obviously. Bull. Um, The puppies. Garen would be here, but he's dead. Um, Well... Well, howdy do. Um, well. <laughs> also, uh, lastly, the last unfamiliar face, there are a couple higher members of staff who actually are allowed to eat breakfast with the Lord, but... Um, <gasps> Scandal. Anyway, uh, there is a uh, slightly older woman here, like maybe late 40s or so, um, with long, sort of mottled brown hair that's all swept to one side, very curly and wild, uh, very vibrant greenish blue eyes, and uh, very not dressed like anyone at this table. She's wearing a pretty simple sleeveless tunic and uh, long, sort sort of like mine, like shawl vest that's uh, brown and then dark leggings and then knee-high boots. Um, But the thing that stands out about her, other than this sort of ragged, rough, uh, mended several times clothing, is that leaning next to her on the table is this gnarled black wooden staff that, almost like imagine Gandalf's staff, uh, Gandalf the Grey's staff, the really gnarled end to it. Oh no. No. Man, we're having so many of these. And so, like, oh god, did I cut out again? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Uh, gnarled staff. Let me. Let me shut some things off. I don't think it's the internet itself, I think it's something else. I'm not sure. Um. I've been having some issues with it at work too. It's not like the signal is it's not like the signal is bad because it's a cable connection, but something's been happening. I don't know. Anyway, um this uh gnarled like Gandalf the Grey style staff with an asymmetrical amethyst set into the top. Um 
that gives off this very gentle, like, sort of not not an audible hum, but, like, vibrates the air around it in, like, this slow pulsing. And um, her table manners are a little lacking. Um, she doesn't seem to understand silverware. Um, you can see there's some sticks and leaves, like, caught around her, and her boots are super muddy. Um, and she's just, like... She doesn't get into some of the sort of messier foods, but she's just like shoveling food into her mouth as she's looking at this uh, really worn out book that's on a stand in front of her and she's just flipping through the pages with her free hand as she's just chewing. Um, And Kit, with your high perception, you would notice under this huge mane of brown hair, there are two little eyes poking out. You can't see what they belong to, but something underneath um, God, she's Radagast. Collar. <laughs> You're not far off. Um, but she's just like intently staring at this book, like enthralled by it. Um, as you guys enter and sit down and start eating, you're welcomed by Tanners, but he's a little distracted with his work. You see that he and Ilana are working on a map um, while his daughter is sitting to the side, just staring at the two of them looking like a miffed teenager. Mm-hmm. So... Well, good morning, everybody. Yeah. Dennis looks up as you try to start up conversation, and he sets aside his fountain pen and, like, shoves some things aside, and Ilana sighs and just continues working. Says, good morning. I trust everyone slept well. It seemed rather quiet last night. Yeah, yep. pretty well. You didn't you didn't hear Kit like singing <laughs> on his balcony. <laughs> so uh, <somewhere>. uh, <laughs> I had assumed that it was some sort of Elusia tradition, but um doesn't didn't bother anyone. Yeah, when we got kicked out of our homeland by the the really scary cats. We um, <laughs> give, became a tradition to sing from the rooftops. And they heard that there were no cats in Amnoble. No cats. There are no cats in Amnoble. Yep, but that wasn't true. Well, that was not true. No. Um, and he, anyway. he motions. <laughs> he motions to his side to the girl. Says, "And um, pardon, but allow me to introduce my." daughter. This is uh, Clara. How do you do? Hi. Clara looks up, looks at all of you. Hi. And Tanneris just looks down at her like, give it some effort, darling. And Clara... Kids, am I right? Am I right? Um, I (laughs) kind of jerk my head over to (laughs) Kit. Yeah. Uh, Tanris sort of shrugs. He says, I deserve the silent treatment. It's quite all right. Um, but, uh, yes, Clara is, uh, she's just arrived from her mother's estate. So we're going to have a bit of family time after you all leave. Um, so excuse us if we aren't terribly attentive for a few days. Oh, well, I mean, 
That's fine. We're probably going to get out of here I mean, we're pretty quickly. leaving today, well, right? I, I yeah. assume since you'll be traveling, it shouldn't be too much of an issue unless yeah, something happens. Um, but regardless, like uh, that. he motions across to the wild-haired woman. Um, he says, and that, and he sort of like tries to get her attention. She's just enthralled in this book. Um, hold on, let me grab her name real fast. I know I have it in here. Magdalene. Maria. What? No. Why are these all normal? Or, I, like, ones that you would find in D&D and they're not, like... I don't know. Bobtail Bill. Bobtail Bill. Those names do exist in this world. They're just not very common. <laughs> Her name is Bobtail Bill. Yeah. That would be one hell of a name. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, this is... Uh, uh, Astrid. That's Astrid. Um, not that Astrid. <laughs> uh, he says, yes, this is... Astrid, would you join the world of the living? And um, she sort of looks up like an, af- an apple half in her mouth. She says, huh? Oh, and like sets it aside. She's like, hello. And she like gets really fidgety and weird. All of a sudden, the little eyes under her mane sort of disappear. She's like, "Hi, um, what's up?" There's a. Uh, are you aware that there's a rat in your hair? Um. Well, you're close. Uh. And she like she takes this huge wild man hair and like pulls it back with a with a band that's on her wrist, and you see. Looped around her neck is a pseudo dragon. Oh, a very small one at that. They typically get about two cat size, um, with like double body length because of the tail and the long neck. Um, this one seems a fair bit smaller, and you realize that partly it's because a lot of its body is going down her back underneath her vest, um, but its head is just poking up. It's like it's a little bit smaller than cat size, but much slimmer. Mm. Um, it has uh, blue scales, and it has these little, like, floppy ears at the sides and two sets of horns that stick back. And it has a ridge of fur that goes down its spine. Um, and you see little hands with, like, uh, opposable thumbs just, like, clinging to her, her shoulder. And you see one wing kind of poking up. Um... She says that he's not a rat. Um, as you you know, you can see. It's kinda like a like a the rat of dragons though, right? Like No, no. The rat of dragons would be like a kobold. like miniature drakes. Oh. <laughs> no, this this is Edda. Oh Edda. He's, he's my guy. <laughs> you can see she's like really awkward, but she's trying to be friendly. Um, so I'm assuming since he's her guy, like she's like a cat person, but like. A pseudo dragon <laughs> person. 
yeah, crazy like a crazy pseudo dragon. Pseudo dragon well, do keep yeah. in mind that pseudo dragons are extremely rare. Um, so you've come across, you know, oh, Kit two. has come across two within the past two days, which is like more than most people come across in their lifetime. Yeah. Um, Not that anybody knows that besides me. Nope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Etta, his little head just sticking out, he kind of swivels it back and forth looking at you guys and then just tucks himself down into the vest as she lets her hair back down. Um, she says, so, um, apparently, uh, you guys are going to Ambero. That's, like, super exciting. Have you ever been there? Not yet. No. Well, it's have I? It's amazing. No. Okay, no. It's impossible to reach unless you know how to get there. Okay, um, no. Oh, yeah, the, the hurricane place. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody can go there unless you already know the way. Yeah, um, it's the Isla de la Muerta. It, yeah. Kind of. Um, no, actually, well, Moore's Rest is like dark Tortuga. So, yeah, sure, why not? Um, but yeah, she, she like crosses her arms like super awkward, but also excited. She's like, it is gorgeous. Once you get past the typhoon wall, it is amazing. It's like it's like the world never touched it it's it's awesome she's like nerding out over this place yeah. i mean i'd really like to not die first but... oh no no we'll be fine we'll be fine i'm i'm actually like from there so like oh. i can get back without too much trouble mostly okay. and um <laughs> Oh, didn't like that. Mm, didn't like that, Astrid. Would you uh... care to elaborate well, on that? The, yeah, the problem, yeah. The problem is not the typhoon wall. The problem is like all the creatures. There's creatures. Well, yeah. There's like you know. Would you say um, they're creatures of the night? Some. Are are they like krakeny in nature? There's uh, like only two of those. Oh, but oh no, only two. Um, <laughs> I turned to kid. Only two. Did you hear? Yeah. Only no, two like, krakens. Wow. Like when? Okay, so here's the thing. I'm gonna be like real honest with you guys. So Please. like when you open up the hurricane wall, which is like something that green smart druids can do. Yay. Um, yay. When you do that, other things want to get in um, because they haven't been allowed in for like 200 years and apparently there's some stuff that they want. I don't know. But there's like marrow and like these Uh Uh-oh. Lost you. Ooh, we lost you for a long time. Oh no. Uh Uh-oh. Oh no! Oh no! Weird. What? We can are are we back? Yeah, you're back. So, yeah. So you said you there are, are marrow. The, yeah, there are, there are marrow, and uh, there's like these weird demon sharky things, and like obviously oh, there's pirates. We, um. Yeah. You wouldn't happen to know of any dolphins, would you? Dolphins. Dolphins are usually pretty friendly. What about like a mm. dolphin the size of a boat? And he's a real right tit. 
I <laughs> specifically the right one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the left one's fine. Yeah. Like I don't know about anything like that. But this Good. is also the first time I've ever been outside. Well, okay. Oh, oh my yeah. god, we're dealing with like one of those people that grew up off the grid in Alaska and they like just come to civilization for the first time. Yeah. So are you telling me this is like the first time you're coming back home after leaving? Yep. So the, all the stuff that you were like, it's totally easy is probably not going to be that easy because it's your well, first like, time doing I've it. I've been through the Typhoon Wall a couple times. But you dad. didn't um, yourself. But yeah. No, but like, I, I know how to cast the spells. I know how to do it. It's I'm totally okay. I'm it's totally so okay. confident right now. I'm not at all. Um, uh, and Tanris, who senses your discomfort from the other side, says, if I may, um, she is not as, pardon the pun, green. Damn. Lost him again. Green, as she said. I don't know what to do about Oh, it's this. okay. You said they're not as green as they seem. Yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll, uh... They, uh... She is... She is competent. Let me just put that word out there. Just... That's a word. Naive, shall we say? And uh, Astrid looks at him. He's like, "Well, I don't really appreciate that." All right, I think mm. I think we might need to go to break. It might be break time. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Uh, but it, are we? Are we? Are uh? Yeah. Uh, you're back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, right. Yes. Let's jump to break, and I'll restart everything. Okay. Um. The Zoom call is going to drop because That's I'm okay. hosting it. We'll, um, uh, we'll bring it back up. All right. We'll be back shortly. I want to figure out my shit. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a backup if all else fails. So yeah. this is, let's hope it works. All right. We'll all see right. you guys right. in like 10-ish minutes. Ta. And we're back. All righty. Hopefully a whole system reboot will help that. No. Hopefully. Hopefully. Him. I have grapes. I almost brought some grapes out, actually. I instead opted to eat mac and cheese out of the pot that my husband had made. I was going to eat, and then I decided to have gum. No. Eat. I'm going to make dinner when, when, the, okay. when the guy shows up, so. Okay, that's so. Uh, where were we? Uh, you said there were evil creatures blocking the island. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mar Mar Maros. Marrow. Marrow streets. Pirates. Yeah. Whole bunch of Marrow streets everywhere. A bunch of Marrow streets, uh -huh. yes. Mm -hmm. And they're all playing <laughs> Julia Child. Yep. 
All right. Now we know what stuff <laughs> nightmares is made of. Um, it's a great movie. I don't even know what movie you're referencing. Julie and Julia. Oh it's my god, Julia it's Child. such a good movie. Meryl Streep plays Julia Child. It's a really, really good one. You don't watch, watch it. Watch it. Alright. All right. Whole so, bunch of Meryl yes. Streeps. Yeah. Um, Astrid, uh, after she tells you this, she's like, it'll be fine. No worries. I've dealt with this stuff before. I've lived there my whole life. Dealt with it all the time. Really inspiring. Yeah. A lot of confidence here. So much confidence. I don't know what else to tell you except I've been there. What? Okay. What percentage would you say would it be that we will perish horribly? Uh, without me, hundred percent. What about cool. with? I you? meant with you because we're definitely not going uh, in without you, but. Well, considering most druids make it in almost every time, uh, 50-50. That, all right, 50-50? I was thinking like 70 or something like that. 50-50? Here's the thing. Is normally, druids get in on our own. We don't guide ships in very often. Well, you gotta use a ship to get in there, right? No, I don't. Are you kidding me? What, you just, like, water ski by yourself? <laughs> no. Do you turn into a bird? Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you know, that makes sense. Uh, Circle of the moon. Okay. Whale? Whale. Do you need proof or something? No, I believe you. Just not confident. Maybe, okay, I'll talk to Whale Mom, too, and see if there's something that she can do. Whale Mom? Yeah, oh, uh, Taldonost. Did I mention I'm a paladin of Taldonost? Yeah. We're well, tight. I mean, if We're she's tight. on your side, you'll be perfectly fine, even if the rest of us die. What? Oh, oh, well, okay, I'm, I like Probably. that better then. Great. My totem's a coyote. I'm just gonna sink straight <laughs> to the bottom. <laughs> you are so fucked. Well, it was great to meet you, Astrid. Uh, yeah, lovely to meet you guys, too. Great. Uh, I guess let's just run off to our deaths, then. Uh, do we have a ship yeah. ready for us today, or...? Um, <clears throat> uh, Ilana speaks up and says, Yes, we do have... Uh, we do have a full ship and crew. Um, a bit on the smaller side to keep, you know, low profile, but capable and uh, often runners for us between here and uh, Amnoblin. So they have quite a bit of an experience under their belts. Um, as long as Astrid can control the Typhoon Wall, uh, they are skilled sailors and uh, can navigate through practically Oh no. Oh great. It didn't We're work. Still stalling. Uh. And that's a great face though. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful because I can still hear everything you guys say. 
I know. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. I feel like I'm in a box. Oh. Well, Out I guess we'll just... Out of the box. Thank you. Uh, I remember it. I just didn't want to do it. I guess if it... Yeah, if it just keeps happening, we'll just... Just go on as... Deal with it and I'll yeah. yell at WoW later. Yeah. We'll just go on as usual. All right. Well, are we uh, are we going to the boat directly, or are we dinking around some more? I'm fine with going there directly. Let's do it. Let's go to the boat. Yeah. Alrighty. Go to boat. Let's go to the boat. Boat. Let's go to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Taylor? Huh? Say that to our face. I did. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Said you fucking weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Fucking weirdo. I heard All fuck. Right. I didn't now I have weirdo. just the <laughs> end song of Out of the Box stuck in my head now. <laughs> <clears throat> Alright, so on that there map of the Harris. Uh let me let me draw your new doohickey. Um our new doohickey. Yeah, your new, your new uh, sailing hickadoo. Your hickadoo da day. Hickadoo da. <laughs> oh, damn it. No. Okay, so okay. here's how it's gonna go. All right. Um, Sylphie, since you're also looking for clay, um, yeah. you guys are making oh, a yeah. Stop. Oh yeah. A stop. I forgot. <laughs> uh, in Pelon Peaks, uh, there's a small village where he should be landing close to the same time as you. Ooh. Okay. Um so if you look at the doodah here. I moved it. Oh damn, I don't have roll twenty up. I'm well a bad here. You're a bad person. Yep. <laughs> yep. Going straight to hell. Cause I didn't have <laughs> I just arrive and they're like, why why are you here, Alicia? I'm like, I didn't pull up roll twenty that one time. <laughs> <laughs> do not pass go. Do yeah. not collect your immortal soul. Yep. This is all over. Yep. Yep. Alright. Yep. But I, I remembered vaguely where Pelton Peaks are. Yeah. They're uh, in so, between. Yeah. Yes. You'll make your way from Eris Holm to the northernmost point of Pelton yeah. Peaks where this little village sits. It's a fi uh, fishing village. Um, you don't know why Clay is going there. None of the Sentinels know. He likes fishing. Um, they're fairly certain it has something to do with Alistair. Oh. Um, but then once you finish your business there, you will make your way to Greens March. Uh, as Astrid explains it. You will basically go as far as you can without hitting the typhoon wall and then make a sharp cut towards the uh, toward the village itself on the on the uh, just within the coast. And as soon as you start to feel the effects of the uh, typhoon, she will begin doing her literal magic and the crew will be navigating through a uh, lot of reefs and sandbars um, and get you guys and in toward the village. Evil monsters. Those two. Yeah. 
Uh, what are so? What are we doing uh, in Ambro again? We're just gonna drop um, off a package. Real quick. Yeah, that's the thing. Selfie doesn't know. Yeah, Selfie doesn't you know. You just Kit just said we need to go there. Yeah. Yeah. So that mm, I mm, why why are we doing this? We might die for I don't know why. So maybe just quick why well astrid here needs to go there so we just need to drop her off real quick okay but astrid can go by herself i've got hired for this no she definitely needs to go astrid can turn into a fucking bird turn into a pigeon yeah so why prefer like seagulls kit kit yes why do we need to go there because i have a personal debt to settle Oh god, did you get in with the the mob or something? I did. God, oh no. You guys are in with the mob right now. Kit, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the bad mob. Did you get in with the bad mob? It's the bad <laughs> mob. Oh yeah, that is that is me. Uh oops. Uh <laughs> I'm the bad mob. Duh. Duh. Um <laughs> God. Uh yeah. I got in with the bad mob, and now I need to make a stop and do some stuff. And when, when did this happen? Pay some debts. Before I met you. Okay, because when I asked long ago, when we first took off to go to Enik, you said we didn't have to stop anywhere else. It's a recent debt. Oh, really? So it's not way before you met me. Okay. Oh, no, it was before I met you, but I forgot. So it's a recent debt, but it was long before you met me. Yes. It's still recent. That. I've only known you for like three weeks. No, it's not even true. <laughs> we've known each other for literal months. Yeah, we've known each other for months. Like two days, max. Okay. Well. Can I make an insight check? <laughs> you can, and because it's so obvious he's lying, you can have advantage. Thank you. Rude. Do I get to make a sleight of ha- deception? Sleight of hand. You do get to make a deception check, okay. yes. Oh, you're going to be so mad. I, f- I failed. Uh, that was a nine. Natural 20 for 24. He's not telling you everything, but you have no fucking idea. Why? Why? By the sheer fact that he keeps changing his story, you know he's lying, but you don't know what about. Look, look. I am possibly going to die because of whatever the hell you decide to do. So maybe it would just be great if I knew what it was. Literally every time we go on the ocean, we almost die because of you. Okay, well, I fixed that. So now it's your turn to be the burden of crazy shit. All right, so once I fix it, I'll tell you. I I told you when it was not fixed, you knew. Are we going on a boat? I think we have a boat to catch. It's getting late. Sun's I don't want to get- go in a boat with you. You're Sun's like getting real low, buddy. Or something. It's literally 9 a.m. 
I could just I could just leave you here. You can go to Amberro and then we'll meet each other in Enic. Do you really want to split the party? No, but <laughs> I could do that. Tell you what, I'll help you out with Clay, and then once we get to the island, I'll tell you why we went. I'd it's really a surprise. like to know before a surprise. Why is it a surprise? It's a big surprise. For who? For me? Both or of us. Or are you just saying that both so that I don't kill you? Big surprise for both of us. I'd really like to know what the surprise is beforehand so I know if it's worth it or not. Don't we have a boat to catch? Oh my god. Sometimes I worry. With the kind of characters that Ben plays, I'm like, is my brother an asshole? A little bit, yeah. Maybe. You've known him know for this long okay. and you, you're just now figuring out that No, I've known for a long time. He's just a nice one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Alright, fine. Let's go then. Go into the boat. Not happy boat. about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so after you guys get all your stuff together, um, you are escorted to the harbor uh, by Astrid with her little Edda uh, pseudo dragon, and uh, of course Ball and Joe puppies. My puppies. You are brought to one of the um, one of the northernmost docks, where a fairly large schooner is sitting. Um, it is a it is one of the smaller triple masted ships. Uh, it's built for speed and it has sort of triangular uh, sails. Um, definitely doesn't look like it comes from Harris. Um, it's got that kind of like Chinese like sail. Uh, uh, the 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 multi-ribbed sails. Um, if you know what I'm talking about, those really traditional yeah. ones. Yeah, them bitches. <clears throat> but this one is built for uh, like deep sea travel. <laughs> like these <laughs> has literally nothing to do. They look just like this. No, they don't. They have wooden braces through the sails. Yeah, I know. Just pretend that the folds are braces. That is also a very small fan, not a very large sail. I'm doing the best I can, you guys. <laughs> it's not enough. Wow. How dare you. I know, that was a little too real. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> that hurt me. No, it's fine. Dang. No, fuck all y'all. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm on ther family ther therapy now. Oh, no. No, no, we're fine. It's okay. all internal. It's all... Anytime we say something hurtful, we actually mean it to ourselves. Um, but anyway. Just take all those feelings and... Push him down. Just tamp him down. <laughs> Push him down. Real hard. <laughs> Where's my bottle? I need my bottle. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Feelings. <laughs> yes. Okay, that was a little too real. We'll unpack that later. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, you guys get to the harbor, and uh, this this uh, beautiful ship is waiting for you. It's actually really well crafted. It's of uh, Lachmany origin, so mm -hmm. aka Lachmanos. Um, I'm trying to incorporate that language a little more, you know, like Harassian, Lachmany, uh, Kellyan, Balin, that kind of thing. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. No. No. You're Kel. Kellyan. Meryl Streep. Um, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Trying to tell a story. Uh, 
you guys uh, make your way up to the ship as this uh, beautiful dark wood. It doesn't have a name actually shown on the side, which is in this particular world, the names are usually shown in like bright letters. Um, as you make your way up to the gangplank, um, ignoring all sailor uh, manners, Astra just jumps right on the ship. Um, and you see several of the crewmen on board, like, turn and look at her, like, excuse the fuck, what? Um, but she just hops right on and goes to the bow of the ship. Whereas you see one of the ship's officers, um, who's on the, uh, on the aft castle next to the, uh, next to the, uh, the wheel. Uh, he leans over the rail to look down to you guys looks at Astrid, says I take it you're our new charges? Yes, we are. I mean, yes. What's your We're name, adults, sir? Sure. Uh, do we really want to get that friendly? I mean, you can be a jerk I mean, about it, it's fine. We may die together, so... We, yeah, we are going to be, like, sailing for a little bit. So uh, names well, would be nice. Uh, Captain Aladir. I'm Aladir. sorry, can you spell that? <laughs> A-L hyphen A-D-H-I-R Aladir. Okay, okay. Okay. Captain... Sylphie Phelan. I'm aware. Kit. Yes, Kit. Yes, I know. Okay. How do well, you know? They were hired by the Sentinels who probably told oh. them all about this. Yeah. Fine. Um, he looks at Bull and says, Bull, um, and I imagine that <laughs> is, is Bull? Astrid. Yep. What gave it away? Right. Um, to... Answer her lack of question. Yes, you may board my ship. Great. Thanks. Thanks. It's only polite to ask. Is it? You're supposed to ask permission to come aboard. Oh, I don't know. Captain, permission to come aboard. Literally, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you guys, you guys uh, climb I on board. Can I step on the boat? It's a ship. <laughs> you fucking dick. Yes, it's a ship. It's a ship. It's a very pretty boat. It's a ship. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. I like ships. Um, anyway. You guys get on board and several of the crewmen come up to you guys and just take your stuff and go put them in cabins. Oh. Um, this, this isn't really a charter ship, but there is room for for people you guys do have to share rooms there's four bunks to a room bull's gonna have to find somewhere else to sleep because he can't fit on the deck i call top bunk i call bottom bunk well i guess we both got what we wanted then didn't we and astrid just shouts from the other side i call the deck okay that's weird and bull is like yeah me too I'll sleep by Ooh, itself. We could sleep on the top oh. and the bottom bunk because we've got two bunks. Wait, how would we? We can do <laughs> both at the same time. Oh, like like push them together? Yeah, we could swap. 
Oh, and then we have like a queen size bunk bed. Bunk bed. Yeah. Hell yeah. High five. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sophie's cool with the kids again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you guys get yourselves situated as the ship is uh, finishing loading up its supplies. And um, as you do that, Sophie, you become mildly aware that someone is staring at you. Kit, you notice this person first because of your oh. higher perception. Yes. Um, staring at me or staring at both Staring of us? at Sophie. Um, okay. Standing on the... Uh, on the aft castle near the near PS if y'all don't know I'm going to have to google is, that I'll tell you okay hold on hold on so there's the the the, the deck of the ship right the main deck oh it's the pretty there, part in the back the aft castle is the raised deck in the back uh-huh. also correctly but also wrongly called the poop deck <laughs> <laughs> the reason it's called that is because the original is French and it looks it never mind because you poop on it. Yeah, no, you it's... do not. Um, the front raised deck is the forecastle. Then there's the gun deck. There's like the Orlop deck. There's the cargo hold, so on and so forth. Um, and then right is starboard, left is port. Yes, I knew that much. Yeah, gotcha. And there's a reason for all those names. Anyway. I'm sure there are. <laughs> Nerd. Um, standing on the aft castle near the captain, but not like directly with him, um, you see these huge fox ears sticking out as a little Vixu seems to be watching you. What color little, is he, her, and little, them? Um, sort of like white tan. Do like we know? White tan. Do I know this Vixu? Like Tomo colored? Never, you've never seen this Vixu. In okay, your life. okay, okay. All right. Same type as uh, Tomo. He's he's uh, he or she. You're not sure. Is a Zerda uh, Vixu, but you don't know who that. Kind of, I kind of peek over at them and just go, "Hello, what's up?" They're just they're just looking at you. Just like, there's not like, um, it's not like somebody studying. It's more like somebody curious. Um, Penny for your thoughts. The, Penny the for you your notice, thoughts. One of the things you notice about them right away is in the inside of their ear, there seems to be a tattoo, uh, but they're a little too far away for you to see what it is. Like, like the tattoos they give pigs? Kind of like that, like a tag tattoo. Okay. Uh, picture, uh, duh. that's not what I wanted to say. Um, is there anything that you wanted to say, or are you just going to look at me like I'm a museum specimen or something? And the the little uh, fox sort of, like, ducks away from the, the railing and actually comes down the stairs. Um... As, as they get closer, you can see they're definitely dressed a little more feminine. Like, still work clothes, but more, like, a little more curvy than, like, a male counterpart. Um, and she's so tiny that she has to, like, hop down the stairs. Um, she's, like, a foot and a half. She's super short for Vixu. Um, <clears throat> but she hops down the stairs, and she comes walking up to you, kind of looking you over like she's surprised. Surprised? 
Um, and now that you're up close, you can see the tag in her ear. You recognize it. Um, for the more animal races of people, uh, the arbiters like to tag their ears, either with an actual physical tag that's run through their ear or with ink. Um, hers marks her as property of some kind of Lockmeny slave owner, um, but she obviously is not attached anymore. <clears throat> and you can see old manacle scars around her wrists mm. as well. Um, but she's looking up at you, kind of confused, surprised, and she says, Marin? Oh, uh, no, uh, no, I'm a selfie. I didn't think you'd look just like, sorry. Have I ever gotten that before? Like anyone mistaking me for her? Um, maybe, mm, never as like, never in your later teens, but as like younger kids, yes, a little bit. Um, your faces are slightly different shapes, but if someone didn't know you guys super well as kids, you could be mistaken for each other. Um, especially when Marin like changed the color of her hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but as soon as you say you're not Marin, she's like, I'm I'm sorry, that was a stupid question. No, okay. uh I am Marin's sister. Marin Altera? Is that who yeah, you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah, uh I'm her younger sister. Um Oh. Yeah, oh, that's my <laughs> um, reaction too. Hi. Uh Hi. You did. Uh, <laughs> uh, Which one okay, of you, you is going to go first? I do, I, you're okay, killing Kit. me. Alright, Kit. You can fuck off now. Now I'm Please. listening. I'm staying here. Uh, um, I'd rather... So Kit, how do you know I, Marin? <laughs> uh, I would rather... Kit, can you go like see what Astrid's doing? Like I she like, looks like I like look things. over and I'm like she looks like she's being an idiot. Yeah, she yeah. kind of is. She's out on like the jib of the ship trying to see what the um what the figure is at the front. Yeah, she could like fall off or something, and then that's our that's like Do you our want ticket me out of here. To go push her off? No. <laughs> no. I would like to have a little bit of privacy. With mm. this person who knew my dead sister, Kit. Mm. And Mia, or the, the Vix, who is Mia, like, what? She. Okay. Mm, all right. Just. I'm just sorry, what? Two seconds. Okay. Two seconds, yeah, please. No, I'm. Okay. Yeah. Just, just a half a second. Do you want to, like, come to my cabin? Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. Um, by myself, without I... you, Kit. Mr. Kit, um, excuse us. And I'll she, talk like, to you later. She, like, takes hold of Sylphie's, like, pant leg and, like, brings you along. That's adorable. Um, she can, like, reach your knee. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so tiny. <laughs> Zerda are the smallest, so she's she's small for Zerda. Um, but, yeah, she takes you down into, uh, into the sort of cabin deck and into one of the 
uh, one of the more like smaller private cabins that just has two uh, bunks. <clears throat> and she brings you in and uh, climbs up on the edge of the bunk. So she's a little bit higher off the ground. Um, and she looks up at you. She says, did Marin... Is she okay? Oh, okay. Well, let's start with what you know here, because I know some different things, I think. Uh, uh, um, I'm, I'm Mia, and your sister's, uh, whoops, is my connection No, you back? came no, back. No, you're good now. Okay. It, it was very yeah, she, she says, my name is Mia, and your little sister um technically okay um she saved my life and i i'm like i don't i don't know i trying to figure out what to do uh with everything and somebody mentioned that there were Alteras in the area, so I came looking for you, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really associating myself with the Alteras anymore, but she really isn't either. Um, but She's not? It's okay. No, well, no, that's... Okay, so I'd like to start from the beginning here. Uh, so... How long ago did you meet Marin? Uh, about... Oh gosh, almost 11 months ago now? Okay. Um... How? Like, what... And I she mean, reaches I, up and touches her, her Yeah, I, no I noticed says, that. Um, well, uh... I'm, I'm from Irakel. I... I grew up at one of the uh, Mount Gear temples and, you know, grass is always greener on the other side. So I went out wandering and the Arbiters caught me. Um, they took me to Moore's Rest and tagged me and they were going to sell me to some guy in Lachmanos. I don't know. Uh, and then one day this this girl just <clears throat> just walked into the, the the holding pits and you know what she's talking about there are entire pits in Moore's Rest where they keep slaves about to be shipped or trafficked or whatever they're going to do with it mm -hmm. um, yeah it's not good um says this girl just walked up to the edge of the pit and she pointed to a bunch of us um, mostly younger people and a bunch of arbiters let us out but I didn't really have anywhere to go because I didn't know where I was. I didn't really know anything about the world outside Mount Gear. And so she tried to help me and she eventually got me a ship to Midcord and 
I stayed there for a while and gathered up some money and then I decided I was going to figure out how to help her in return because I wasn't really sure she wanted to be there either. Oh. Okay. Uh, that's a lot. To... Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, sorry. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I'm trying to... I'm trying to go see her. So... It's been a little while since we've seen each other, That's and right. I don't... It's been a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no! I'm sorry, I saw a bit. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> so much um, for that nice, sweet moment. Yeah, I know. Uh... We haven't seen each other for quite a long time. And uh, I don't know how entirely welcome I'm going to be over there. Uh, well, considering the people she was mixed up with, probably not very. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of working as like a... a, a I don't know what the term would be, a rebel within the Arbiter N No, ranks. um, she, she bought us fair and square, and then she just set us loose. She didn't cause a stir or anything. I don't know where she got all the money from, but all I know is there was these, these guys that were always, like, following her, like, looking after her, I guess. Um, she didn't really seem to like them, but I don't know. She just always had, like, armed guards with her. Um, Did she ever have um, a slightly older gentleman, kind of mid-twenties, long black hair, blue eyes? Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Um, I don't know. I just assumed he was like her boyfriend or something. Uh, was he a nice guy? Was he, he didn't really come around the pits? Um, I I I stayed for probably. I don't know, a couple weeks after she let us out, and I... Where did you stay? At this, like, really beautiful house. Um, like, really beautiful. Like, the prettiest place on the whole island. And you know just from that that she is talking about the, uh, what's called the King's Perch. Um, it is the largest building on Moor's Rest. It is essentially a small manor. Um, not quite a castle, but last you saw it, they were starting to sort of build walls around it like a castle. Um, <clears throat> she says it was amazing. And I didn't really see other people around that much. Marin just kind of had like the run of the place. Um, 
But yeah, that guy was there. That's where I saw him was he was at meals with her. Um, he kind of seemed like I'm not sure if he was in charge or she was. He seemed to listen to everything she said. Did he ever like touch her like affectionately or anything like that? They didn't really share much in public, but they always kind of kept close together. Um, I don't know. She she never really told me who he was, just that I didn't have to worry about him. He didn't seem interested in messing with me. Okay. Um, kind of moving aside from that, um, you said that you weren't sure if she was really interested in the Alteras anymore. Did you ever see either there were a couple of younger redheaded boys and then there was an older man and an older woman. Did Um, they ever come around? Did she ever mention her mother and father or brother or sister or she she did talk about some people but she never said she never said any like family titles um i don't know she was kind of close kept that close to the chest um i did see this woman this like red-haired woman around fairly often with a woman who sort of looked like the guy. I guess it was like his mom or something. But anytime they came around, he didn't seem very happy that they were there. Especially not the red-headed woman. The, her uh, boyfriend or whoever didn't seem very happy that they were No, around. he didn't like them being around. He, he seemed okay with what I guess was his mom, but he did not like her partner at all. And Marin didn't either. They just kind of tolerated them, but they never let them stay over or anything. Did Marin say anything else about anything before this time of her life like if anything about her growing up anything about what might have happened with while she was with the Alteras anything like that not a lot um she said she used to do a lot of shady things for the Altera family um A lot of things she wasn't really proud of. Um, But anytime I tried to ask her about, like, where she was from, because she would ask me, she would ask me, like, where I was from, like, who my family was, like, ask me about, like, my favorite memories. She was really nice. But anytime I tried to, you know, ask back, she just kind of smiled and said she didn't care to remember. 
I I heard from the guy that she was with. I still don't know who he was. Um, I heard that she had a sister, but anytime he brought it up, she told him to leave it alone. Okay. Um, did she look ill or frail or anything when um, a little bit at first when I first met her she looked like she was sick but she got better over the next couple weeks okay um did she mention anything else that she was planning on doing like besides just freeing you anything else that any longer term plans I guess uh, <clears throat> not not anything in detail just she didn't really talk about I guess business she she was more interested in learning about me and some of the other people she let out um, I think she was trying to figure out how to get us home, but she never talked about what she was doing. The most I ever heard was her talking to that guy, saying things about uh, stopping some ships going somewhere. I don't know where. Was it was it Arbiter ships? Was it his I ship? I assume so. I don't know. He seemed important, but I don't I never heard her actually say I was never around if she ever said his name or anything like that. I just kept pretty much in the dark. She told me that she didn't want me to get mixed up in all of it, and it was better if I just didn't know. The fact that I... So I came looking for... I guess you. I kind of found this guy named Alistair, but I was scared to actually talk to him. He should be. He's not a cool dude. Yeah, I kind of guessed by the company he kept, but... What kind of company was he keeping? There was, like, this really creepy drow guy... Oh, God, that guy. Um, yeah. Who, I don't know, he just made my, made shivers go down my spine. Yeah, that, um, uh, I know him, and but, same. But I don't know, There and then there's this other guy out there somewhere, um, that I'm trying to find, who sounds like he might be more willing to help. I don't know, I don't really know much about him. Ooh, did you get a name? Did you? Uh, no, I just have a really bad description. <laughs> what? Um, what is it? He's a half-orc with black hair, uh, kind of a scruffy beard. He's young. Is that the description that I was given of Clay? I mean, if Clay. you want to, if you want to 
boil him down to look like every other half-orc? Yeah. Well, I didn't you know can, if maybe he was too young to have a beard or something like that. He, for an orc, no, he's not too young. Um, okay. He, uh... Yeah, you can guess from context she means clay. Okay. So I might be looking for him, too. Great. Do you know anything else about him? Because I've met, like, 40 orcs that fit that description. Yeah. Um, from the sounds of it, that is my sort of half-brother? I don't know. Brother from another I mean, mother? All Tara, right? Maybe? Kind of? I mean, I don't think he's taking on any names, but uh, yeah, he's definitely of Alistair. Uh, okay. Yeah. Close, close enough, I guess. Um, yeah. So, I'm trying to, he's supposedly going to be um, uh, dropping off at the Pelon Peaks. Yeah, that's where I heard he was supposed to be too. Yeah. This this is perfect. Like I don't know how much how this could have gone any better. Is um, there so is Alistair asking you to find him or who No, no, I'm just trying to help Marin. So I'm, Marin asked you to find no, him. No, no, she didn't. Oh. I'm just working off stuff I heard other people say. Oh. I've literally been grasping at straws for months. So what are you trying to find him for then? I would hope he would help because he should know about her and the Alteras and how awful War's Rest is. I would hope he would know. Yeah, I can't from... find anybody else dumb enough to go there. Yeah, well, you're looking at one, so... I I didn't mean that as, like... I I know, it's fine. I'm pretty know. stupid, it's fine. Well, uh, you're, you're going for Marin, right? Like, that's not dumb. I'm, I mean, like, people who are dumb enough to go with me just because I'm going. Oh. Um, like, well. people who have no attachment. I honestly don't really know why I'm going either, except to, like, say thank you. I don't know. I've gotten- I've- uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with my life, is the- is the, the you're, pure truth. You're discovering yourself. It's- I- I get it. I the really The world do. is a lot bigger mm -hmm. than I ever thought it was. And it's amazing and scary, and I would hate to think that Marin doesn't get to enjoy it. Yeah. I kind of felt that way, too, when I first set out, but... I don't know. I was very... I was by myself. And so I didn't have anybody to really show me around, and it was... It's Lots. scary on your own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I honestly never thought I would come back to Moore's Rest. It's probably the least favorite place I've ever been. Same. Same. So. And we're about to drive into a typhoon, so. The... Yeah, I heard. <laughs> That's going to be. So wow. Fun. It's going to be a thing. It's gonna oh, be great. I heard we have, like, a really weird, crazy druid on board, so I'm slightly less terrified for my uh, soul, but, you know. 
I'd still be an equal amount of terrified if I were you, but... Um, okay. Yeah, not to, like, freak you out or anything, but no, you will... li- listen, walking outside the bounds of Mount Gear used to be terrifying for me, so every new, like, peak of terror, just getting braver. <laughs> uh, this is great, because I feel yeah. like... We we have a lot of the same goals here, so you need to stick with us. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know really what you guys do, but I I'm not bad in a fight, even though I'm small. Okay, um, good, because we do kill um, people regularly. Um, yeah, <laughs> honestly, being a traveler these days, you kind of. Right? See, some people look down upon that, but I'm just like, it's just, it's well, just. Well, when it's you or the guy life. holding the knife. Yeah. Like, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my and God. She like, she like, Somebody like gets holds it. up her fists and like takes a stance. She's like, I'm really good. I can jump real high. Oh, I bet you can. Oh my can. God. Uh, Is this a teeny tiny <laughs> Vixu monk? Yeah. Does she have like five hit points or something? No. Because I'm like, oh no. No, Vixu. When she gets punched, does she squeak like make a squeaky toy noise? (laughs) Does she just explode into fur, like like Poe in Kung Fu Panda? It's just like squeaky noise. Um, Vixu are actually very hardy little creatures. They're like squirrels. You can throw them off the Empire State Building, and they won't die from the impact. Did you know that that squirrels can't die from terminal velocity? (laughs) No. Is it because they're too light? They literally, because they can't die from terminal velocity, they have to starve to death. You have to drop them thousands of miles, or they'll they'll live. Has have people like? Has this been tested? Yeah, this has been tested. Oh God! You just throw they, a squirrel out of a plane. You're like, hey, squirrels buddy. are just like we. Yeah, they can't die from terminal velocity. Oh God! I mean, I'm sure they can. But a fall won't kill them unless there's, like, complications with it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, they, don't, they don't smush very the easily. The complication is hitting the ground. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but no, Vixu are pretty hardy little things. Um, even though they're tiny, they are... The original Vixu were the Vulago, which lived... Well, they live somewhere. In Amnoble and, you know, survive blizzards. Um, the, sorry, they're from Amnoblin. I lost my connection again. No, okay. um, they're from Amnoblin, and the sort of, like, mythos behind the Vulago is that they were created by, uh, what's his name? Ingmir? Yeah, Ingmir, uh, who is essentially the Santa Claus of this world. Hmm. Um, Santa? He, yeah, he is. Uh, he's the. He's the. Uh, oh, I remember Yule, this. He's oh the yeah, Yule father. I do um, remember this. He yeah. sends his little his little Vulago Vulago Vixu out to burrow through the snow and deliver presents and steal cookies. I. Oh, I. I just I want, want to steal some cookies right now. I just want like the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia title card when we finally meet Santa that just says the gang kills Santa. 
because I really want to kill Santa now, even though he, even if wow. he's a chill dude. I just want to be able to say. I just want to be able to say I killed Santa. <laughs> You're awful. I know. I'm also, down with it. Let's you. do it. <laughs> what did you say? I said thank you, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Are uh, there any restraints holding Santa? <laughs> I stab him in the chest. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. It, oh my god. Night Before yeah. Christmas is the best I haven't one seen shot. it either. I've yeah. seen it quite literally 20 times. It's so <laughs> good. I still need to watch it. And Matt oh playing like a crazy like spec ops elf is an incredible. Oh my god. Oh, it's so good, you guys. You gotta watch it. It's it <laughs> really good, you guys. It's, it's really so cool. good, you guys. Oh my god. It's so um, good. Yes. No, but seriously, um, like it does not need to be Christmas for you to appreciate Nightmare Before Christmas themed D and D. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Liam's Oogie Boogie voice is amazing. Oh boy! Oh, oh god! Boy. <laughs> Roll um, the dice! Oh boy! Um, yeah, but you need to stick around with us, uh, because yeah, we're we're. We're gonna get Clay when we go to Pelin. Clay Aiken. Yes, Clay Aiken. Uh, and we're we're making some other stops, but when we get to Moore's Rest, I'm headed for Marin. So, I mean, that's where I'm going. So I guess I might as well. Cool. Welcome okay. aboard, then. Well, I mean, we're already aboard, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Before we do anything else here, um, would you be able to keep all the Marin stuff between us? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I can. Um. Uh, especially from Kit. If you could. Aren't you, like, traveling with him? Yeah. Uh, he is just a little bit of a snoop. And also, oh. he's not telling me something. Oh. Too. Do you want me to snoop back? <gasps> no. What? And I would feel bad about keeping things from him, so. Yeah, but then, like, once you know stuff, you can... Mia, I, I like you. Uh, <laughs> I like you <laughs> um, maybe, maybe. Okay, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just a little worried because Kit is under the assumption that my sister is no longer around, and I don't. Yeah, I don't think... I'm worried that he will get mad, uh, for one thing. And for another thing, try and convince me to not go get her. So... What kind of an asshole is he that he would tell you not to go after her? Well, it's it's just very complicated. You know? He also is pretty a pretty big, big asshole, but... Uh, 
It's just a little complicated. This is one of the things I love about D&D, is that the player you're talking about can't do shit. <laughs> um, yeah. She says, okay, yeah, absolutely. I'll, um... I try not to say anything. Okay. Uh, if if he approaches you and asks about her, just say, oh, we knew each other when we were kids back in Morse Rest. Okay. Perfect. I mean, it's not untrue. Yeah, exactly. So you're not lying. She's like, what, 18? I'm like, 19-ish. Oh, there we go. I don't actually know how old I am. Oh. We don't really celebrate birthdays on the Gear Mountain. Um, I I was orphaned, and I'm just kind of guessing at my age, so I mean, you're like same. 20? <gasps> Mia, I really <laughs> like you. <laughs> She's like, okay, that means you're definitely like 25. Oh, okay. Let's... We'll say 20, though. There we go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, this is good talk. And let's yeah. go find Alistair's bastard child. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Cool. And she, like, hops down off the bunk and opens up. She has Woo. to, like, jump for the doorknob and opens it. <laughs> um, yeah. She, she is one hell of a jumper, P.S. Um, <laughs> but she opens up the door and uh, you guys go back out to the deck where I imagine Kit is silently stewing. Um, oh, no. Usual. No. While that was going on. Yeah. You uh, little shithead. No. You... No. Oh, I thought listen. you were going to say oh, well, she, I was she, listening she, the whole no, time. <laughs> so, uh, Kit, knowing that they're going to be ridiculous, um, goes over to Astrid mm-hmm. and he activates the hat to turn himself the same color as the deck. And then I would like to very stealthily and sneakily push her off the boat. <laughs> and I will cast Pass Without a Trace if need be, if it's a stealth roll. If it's not... Are, then... are you going to? Oh, I'm going to push her off the... No, no, no. Are you going to cast Pass Without a Trace? You have to tell me beforehand. Mm, yes. Okay. Roll a stealth check. Yes, stealth check. Oh, wait, is Pass Without a Trace first or second? Oh, it's second. Oops. Okay. Uh, 17. 17? Mm-hmm. Okay. such a jerk i don't think she's bad she's i don't think she's weird. bad i just think this sounds fun five perception check okay i also have the hat on so i'm like the same color as the deck oh too. no i've taken it all into oh, okay. consideration don't you fucking worry um yeah you go up you like sneak up and like reach over as she's like hanging off the jib trying to see the figurehead and you just very carefully grab her, like, her boot and unhook her heel from the jib. And you just hear, whoop! <laughs> but you don't hear a splash. Does she actually make that noise? She whoop. does. Whoop! <laughs> <laughs> like a Midwesterner who just dropped something. Yeah. Um, oh! But, yeah, you hear, <laughs> you hear, whoop! And no splash. Oh. 
I just lay against the deck and I'm like the same color. Yeah. Instead, as you're lying there, you're like, like peering over the edge, like just trying to see if like maybe she caught something and you feel a heavy weight land on your back. I'm going to look at that heavy weight. Uh, you see Bull's foot in the middle of your back. What? As he leans down, he's like, that wasn't very nice. Shh. It was funny. She's fine. She turned into a bird or a fish. She's fine. He keeps his foot there. Um, and you see a, a little a pseudo dragon in the distance just gliding and slowly turning back around and you see a red cardinal flying alongside it as they come back and Bull is just standing there with his foot on you uh I am going to cast hold person on Bull <laughs> okay. okay what do I need to do uh, that's a good question, because I, I have it here. I just forgot to pull it up. Old person. Uh, target must succeed in a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. Okay, what am I rolling against? Wisdom. No, what's the DC? Oh, 15. Uh, okay. You feel Bull's weight get heavier. And then I try to I wiggle out of it. It's okay. Get out of there. Nope. You're, you're, well, roll you a mean? strength nope. check. Yeah, okay. Roll strength check yeah, okay. with good fucking luck. Uh, 15. No. He's got no. you pinned. Oh, that's not fair. Um, the cardinal and the pseudo-dragon land on the rail... And the cardinal jumps off as Astrid, like, reforms into her normal self. She looks down at you and how you're a weird color. Um, and looks at Bull. Looks down at you and says, I feel like maybe in a past life I deserved that, but I'm still gonna ask why. I, well, you, I turned myself back to a normal color, um, so they can't see the hat at all. Yeah. And, like, I, you wanted to closer look, so I was just helping. Make a persuasion check. Oh, no. Seven. She smiles and says, well, it could have done it a little differently, but I get your point. Hmm. And she looks at Bull. She's like, "You don't have to like pin him to the deck. It's it's okay. I know I'm weird." And Bull looks down at you, kind of like squishes you once, mm -hmm. and then pulls his foot off. So you get a little moment of, <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool. Thanks, Bull. He just shakes his head and walks away from you. Oh, when's the last time we had any fun at all? Oh my god. <laughs> you, Bull's a nice guy. His That's fun is different. Good for him. I God, goody you're fucking two shoes. We know. We know. Jesus. You're, we know you're an asshole. No fun. Um, no need to keep proving it. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'll kind of um, turn. I'm going to. Oh, what? 
as you walk away, what's uh, make me a perception check. I wasn't going to walk away yet, but yeah. Well, make me a perception check anyway. Ten. Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, I'm going to turn back around to Mia, and I'll be like, I'll see you next time, and I activate divine channel divinity and do cloak of shadows and go invisible it was astrid not mia oh astrid i'm sorry astrid um you as you turn to astrid and do that you see she has a tiny square of pink cloth in her hand of course she did and she just puts it in her pocket Mm -hmm. and i disappear immediately and i scamper off and then i turn my hair a normal color again (laughs) okay that's it, I'm done. Alright. Just wanted to cause chaos. Anything else you guys want to do before the ship even sets off? Uh, nope. Okay. So. Um, the journey to Palin Peaks is going to be about three days, assuming no bad weather, which they don't foresee uh, anything but light rain. Um, as your... As the um, captain... Uh, Captain Al 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 Aladir. Yes, Aladir. It's like um, it's like ice cream a la mode, but it's like ice cream Aladir. No, I know. I just forgot if there was an extra L in his oh, name. Oh no, you're fine. Um, he is sort of charting the course as you guys uh, cast off mooring lines and start making your way northeast. Um, you. No, no, nothing, nothing important. Never mind. Um, I don't know if you guys care to snoop around the ship or anything, but yeah, everything mm. seems to run pretty smoothly on here. Um, it, this doesn't seem to be like a Sentinel dedicated ship. You don't see any like iconography of the Sent- Sentinels or like the Manhold Order or anything like that. Um, but the captain seems to keep things fairly close to the chest. He's not much of a uh, not much of a talker. Astrid and Bull talk constantly. Oh, God. <laughs> of course um, they do. Because <laughs> Astrid knows nothing about the world and has a million questions. Of course. Bull has traveled the world and also has a million questions. <laughs> so he asks her about all things nature and druid and shifting and she asks him about what's Geralt Shell like? What's Garrett Eldathos like? Is it actually that hot in Irakel? And he's just clipping back and forth with they like start to put together a like cycle where they're like, okay, you ask a question, I'll answer. I'll ask a question, you answer. It starts getting like that and then one of them will get on a tangent where they're like, oh my god, like you've seen this thing? Tell me about that. Tell me about that. And like they're super excited to meet each other. It's like Jester when she meets a new friend. (laughs) Um, Except it's double-sided. Yeah, yeah, they keep each other pretty well entertained. Um, Mia is... She she owns her naivety. Um, She knows that she doesn't know much. Um, She doesn't talk nearly as much as those two, but she's very friendly. Um, And basically if Sylphie talks to her Kit, you would notice this, that Mia is right away, like anytime Sylphie talks to her, she is at attention, she's like excited to talk to her um, but yeah Mia is very cordial 
and moderately good at reading social cues. So when she tries to talk to Kit and he's like, eh, she's like, oh, okay, I'll leave you alone. Um, yeah. <laughs> but she's actually quite sweet. I am very sweet. I am yes, very sweet. I am very sweet. Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but your first day of sailing, uh, starting from that morning, is crystal clear. Um, very, very gentle breeze over the ocean at this time, just typical ocean breeze, and the sky is clear, solid blue as you make your way. Making my way down to the beach. Uh, so I, while we're, while we're doing the boat tripping thing, uh, while we're tripping on the boat, um, I would like to train my Hinto. Okay. Train your Hinto. I want to keep training my Hinto bean. All right. Um, well, you've got three days that you can train them on. So make separate, uh, animal handling checks. Three rolls. Yes. Bull will do the same. Uh, 13. 19 and 24. Oh, okay. he can be um, a train boy. You manage to establish, uh, if you so choose, you manage to establish, like, don't just, like, go to the bathroom on the boat. Like, here's a spot to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you manage to establish that, which the captain appreciates. Um, you do establish sit a little bit better to the point where like you say it and Hinto doesn't just fall over he actually sits his butt down Mm. um and you manage to uh get basically similar to like kennel command you can tell Hinto to go back to his little bed gotcha okay even across the ship you can just say bed and he'll run across the ship to your cabin and uh he falls down the stairs a couple times, but he's a puppy. He's, he's fine. fine. Yeah. Um, They're very in, flexible. Yes. In the meantime, uh, Charlie is a little bit ahead of him still. Bull seems to be a pretty good trainer. Um, and he's got, he's basically got her to heal now. And then uh, a couple other just basic commands. Tricks are coming next for her. Um, but Bull's pretty happy that she seems to be getting the gist of the lifesavers. Next, I want to teach Hinto the disintegrate spell. (laughs) Yeah. Make a, make a lich puppy. He just run up to people in battle and just like boop (laughs) them with his nose. And they die. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thunder wave. Every time he barks, it's a thunder wave. (laughs) (laughs) Boof. Um, but yeah, you, that, that's sort of how you pass your time. Uh, these are pretty safe waters. Uh, the Cannonsboro Isles are possibly the safest in, uh, well, one of the safest in Harris. Um, yeah, pretty much Cannonsboro Isles. And, uh, between Cannonsboro and Ardenmere, that's sort of the safest place you can be. Um, on the second day, a few clouds roll in, um, and a sort of light rain shower begins, but it's nothing, nothing too serious. And the, uh, 
the wind picks up a little bit, so you guys are moving along at a fair clip. Uh, on the third day, uh, as you get within sight of the Pelon Peaks, you can see these really steep, almost um, almost dagger-like peaks that uh, just jut up into the sky uh, as everything is sort of misty and gray on this third day. Uh, you can see rain falling near the mountains, um, but it hasn't reached... Uh, it, it's rain that's already passed over you. Um, it's sort of a... It's sort of like an ethereal sight, these mountains. And you can see little hints of movement on them, like mountain goats and that kind of thing. But if you're not looking closely enough, you're like, holy fuck, what was that? Um, but you realize it's a fucking goat, and you're like, oh, whatever. Fucking square-eyed. Um, <laughs> Do we know where Clay is supposed to be? Is he just going to be making port somewhere real fast? fast and then taking back off for Morris Rest or is there a town? Yeah. In the Palin Peaks there are basically three towns. Um, There's one at the westernmost point. I disconnected again. Um, No, you're fine. There's one at the westernmost point uh, which you guys have already passed by. You didn't stop there. Uh, It's at the mouth of the river. Uh, The second one is at the northernmost point which is where you are going. Um, It is a super tiny fishing village that to this point doesn't really have an official name. And then the last one is on the southernmost point, like way, way out there. It's basically the city closest to the center of Green Hall, so it's pretty dangerous to go there. Um, make your way like maybe four or five o'clock on the fifth or uh, third day. Um, you see this uh, this village come into sight as you round a mountainous corner of the island. And um, I don't think either of you have ever played The Witcher 3, but uh, mm-hmm. it's very much like it's very much like Skellige. It's like the rocky coasts of Ireland. Mm-hmm. Like everything mm-hmm. is a sheer drop and super rocky and there are outcroppings of like those octagonal stone formations. Oh yeah. Um mm-hmm. yeah, it's like super gorgeous like black obsidian octagonal uh formations um here and there mixed in with like granite and uh Jesus Christ, what is that sound? The I heard balloons? that. That is the third time that has happened. Yeah. I don't know. That, like, made my chest vibrate. Cannon fire. Oh, God. Good God. It's not a gun. I literally (laughs) almost think it's cannon fire. It's so deep and loud. I I imagine it's from somebody, like, super close by. Because it also reminds me of, like, a really heavy, like, door, like, car door slam. But it's super, like, bassy. Um, yeah, I was I was gonna say that. I was gonna say somebody has their bass turned really high up. <laughs> it's just like one like boom, but I don't know what the hell is happening. Anyway, um we'll just ignore that while the world ends. Uh anyway, world uh, coming Play around D&D. the the sort of edge of the Pelon Peaks down in these uh weird rocky lowlands. Uh no, technically I guess I count as highlands never mind <laughs> uh you see the sort of rolling moss and grasses uh and coming around the first thing you see is a 
titanic statue. Like, probably the size of the Statue of Liberty, but made of pure stone. Is it sinking, or is it is it like when it's normal and just sailing across the Atlantic? What? <laughs> it's a statue of the Titanic. It was a Titanic statue. Oh. <laughs> There's two people on the front of it. They're like, I'll never let go, Jack. And then she lets go. And then she lets go. Um, I'm glad you she got actually it She breaks his arm It took me a her. minute. And I was like, because I was going to make a stupid joke too. And then I was like, nah, it's too dumb. But you did it for me. <laughs> If there's ever a, a joke that seems too dumb, Alicia will go for it. Don't worry. A large statue <laughs> stands. And actually, when you asked, I thought the question was genuine because I was about to be like, yeah, it's kind of at a weird angle. Um, and then I realized you're talking about a fucking boat. Um, a stupid boat. Um, but anyway. No, the statue is sitting at kind of a weird angle like maybe it fell or got knocked off of its plinth by something um, but it's sort of sitting like several degrees off kilter and it appears to be a statue of Melora um, this with sort of this long wild red what would be red mane it's it's a granite statue um, she has this sort of swirling um, draping dress around her that almost moves across her like uh, like almost wave-like um, and she has several vines hanging around her and she has her hands sort of cupped in front of her uh, holding a uh, like a stone bowl that you imagine at one point this was some form of lighthouse but because it's no longer like safe to climb or anything it hasn't been lit in a very long time uh, and you also see that a portion of her face has been damaged and cracked um, but uh, behind her sits this comparatively t teeny tiny little village you have no idea how they built this thing uh, when the rest of the village is kind of made of driftwood um, there are several small fishing boats out just casting nets or cages. Um, the docks are really tiny and a lot of them are lopsided and not really stable. Um, as the ship comes in to what is definitely not a harbor but literally a dockyard, um, the crew has to stop the ship a ways out from shore and throw down anchor and actually ferry you guys to shore on uh, on smaller boats, on like little dinghies, because it's too shallow for them to approach. Um, the village itself, like I said, looks like it's made of a lot of driftwood. There isn't a whole lot of stonework here. Um, and you start to realize why as you get closer to shore. There are several um, foundations of homes left behind. It looks like this town, within the past maybe decade or so, was destroyed. And they just have, like, temporary homes up right now while they try to rebuild. Uh, the most striking building is one that looks much older than the others and is kind of worn from the uh, sort of uh, sea air and heavy winds. 
uh, is almost a, a lodge, like a like a Scandinavian style lodge. It's super super uh, um, steep roof. the The roof actually extends all the way to the ground, so it's like a, a triangular building. Um, and is covered with different materials trying to keep the roof from leaking. And the front door has this uh, this crossbar over the top of it that has a moose skull set over it that sort of marks it as this really important place in the village. Is it the Moose Lodge? No. Do they He's have, not. do they sell, or no, that's lion. I always yeah. get the lion mints and the moose lodge mixed up. I don't know why. Do they have bad bar food? Yeah. Nobody gives a damn about the Lions Club. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Because yes. I knew that they were like lion's mints, but, and they were always like raising money for something, but I don't remember. I didn't remember what it was. Yeah. Raising money for bullshit. Yeah. Ah. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> cynicism um (laughs) as you guys are brought in on the little dinghies um mia is like the first to hop off and uh she's too small to really help drag the the boats on shore but some of the crewmen uh do it for you guys as you are as you step off onto the uh stone beaches and immediately all of the local people are just like staring at you guys like outsiders um there is one other ship in the harbor um it is a smaller schooner sort of a uh more of a uh, if you can imagine it like pacific islander style where it's like the european schooner but it has a sail style and uh design to the ship that looks Pacific Islander, which to you guys would be uh, Western Garrel Shell. So there's a lot of like swirls in the wood, and the the sails are much uh, much different material. Uh, they seem to be like natural fiber instead of like worked cloth. Um, it's a little different and strange, but uh, there are only a few crewmen on that particular ship. You imagine the rest are in town, but you guys are free to do as you please um the ship has been given instructions to stay in palin as long as you particular your particular group needs to okay uh i think the wisest course of action would be to find like a bar or a tavern or something that's probably where what let's go to the information hub the D &D information hub the tavern yeah (laughs) go find the quest markers where are the quest markers but I mean, like somebody who. Where's the bartender? If if Clay's gonna be anywhere, it's probably going to be there. I don't know. Do you know if he's a drinker? Maybe. I mean, no. He's like sixteen. So let's be real. Most people are drinkers, and you can drink after fifteen. So maybe, probably. Um. And like. If they're gonna, I don't know if they're gonna stay here overnight or anything like that. If they need to find lodging, then maybe that's gonna be where they need to go. All right. So, to give you guys a further idea of this town, um, this town is like 
a coastal village in Iceland. They mm. don't get tourists. Um, there's just like houses and livestock that wanders free and people working. Uh, the most official looking buildings you can see are the lodge, a blacksmith, and what appears to be like a common oven house. Um, everybody's houses are super, super tiny. So you imagine nobody has actual kitchens. Um, all the cooking seems to be do, uh, done outside. And then the oven house is a communal place where people bake and cook. Um, most houses have like a fire pit outside with like a cauldron or cooking implements. Um, houses seem to be just for sleeping in. Nobody seems to live inside, really. Um, the people here are pretty rugged and rough. Um, they are primarily a mix between uh, humans and dwarves and halflings, which makes sense for this area of Harris. Um, being the Cannonsboro Isles, this used to be sort of the place where halflings and some of the smaller folk and humans intermixed most. Uh, Cannonsboro City, which is what Erisholm is built on the bones of, uh, was like the halfling capital of the world, the best drink in the entire world. Um, so it stands to reason a lot of people here are halflings um but a lot of them are so like rugged and stout and broad that you could almost mistake a lot of them for dwarves um a lot of them have pretty pretty hefty beards people seem to take pride in their beards here um there's like beads and shit in them like a beard is a beard is a thing to be taken care of um <laughs> Most people seem to be fishermen or herders or some kind of craftsman. Um, the average person here has super, like, calloused hands, rough clothing. Uh, everything is constantly, like, cold and misty and wet because it's on the coast in this place that's, like, fucking Scotland. So, welcome. Okay. Hey. Where would you like to go? To the bar! To the, the bar! To the dash! Yeah. To the bar! Um, to the bar! Nobody with you guys has ever been here before, so you kind of have to flounder around before you figure out what to do. Child. Um, Small child. Is there a child? Is there a somewhere? child? Chi Can there, we get a child, please? There are children. Can we get a child, please? Child? Come here, child. All are working. Um, do you go up to one? Yeah, a child. Okay. Hi. You're a child, right? Well, okay, so hold on. Uh, you <laughs> do see a, like, small herd of goats walking through the village that are being herded by a couple kids. Not that kind uh, of kid. That's pretty much the only kind of kid. What What other kind of kid are you looking for? Oh, the goat kid. Goat kid. Okay. He's being dumb. No. Kid kid. Okay. Uh, you do see a couple childs hurting them um <laughs> childs uh yeah uh the the older one this sort of hay straw colored hair boy looks up you can see that a lot of people here have like braids in their hair that have beads 
um, like a specific strand that goes down one side of their face. And uh, he looks up and you see blue and red beads in his hair. And he's like, uh, hi. Hi. Um, hi. Where doth one get a drink around here? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Atlanta. I don't really understand. <laughs> drink. Thirsty. Where? Get, please. Um, and he, like, looks at this girl next to him, who's probably his sister, looks at her, and she, like, looks at him like, I don't fucking know, they're weird. And he's like, um, if you... You can go to the lodge. The Moose Lodge? Where is that? And he points at the gigantic building. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's a goat lodge. See? Goats. Ah. 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 Uh, all right, cool. I flip I flip him and the other kid a uh, copper. So two coppers. Yeah, they they take them and they're like They they look at each other for a moment like not sure what this gesture means, but then they like look down at the coins and they're like, "Holy shit." And they like <laughs> they like run away with their goats. They run away with their goats. They, they probably don't see money terribly often. Uh, okay. Let's, let's go, go to, to the, the Moose Lodge. lodge. Let's go to the Lodge? Lodge? Let's go to the Moose. To different skull. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you make your... Moose are just so... The antlers. They're just so recognizable. Let's go to the Meese um, Lodge. I should have made it like let's a Let's go to the Meese. Meese. <laughs> Um, Let's but yes, go you, to you make get your way towards. Will you shut up? Good God! <laughs> Look at all these meese. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> you, you make your way at. to the fucking lodge. <laughs> Look at these meese. Isn't they neat? All right, we're going to the moose lodge. Isn't they neat? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that joke won't track outside of our very tiny area of Michigan. No, I know. Nobody knows what a moose lodge is. It's a place that's just like the American Legion, except you you don't have except to be a veteran. Mooses there. Except there's a whole bunch of mooses there. <laughs> Yep. I feel like you might it's have frozen. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's anyway. uh let's go to the Mies. The uh the outside of the building, um the roof is sort of a mottled brown mix of different materials, but the building itself has like these streaks of white and blue painted onto it. So it's fairly colorful. Um, even though the village is made of, like, ramshackle materials, there's a lot of color, uh, especially blue and white that's sort of streaked across things, uh, especially in, like, these white arrow patterns over fields of blue. You don't think it's supposed to be representative of the ocean because all the arrows point downward, um, but it's... I, you're start, sort of trying to figure out the, the art style here. Uh, the door to the lodge has a large red streak down the front of it, and then across the very top of it, like a T-shape. Oh, God. Um, 
Oh, it must be Passover. Oh, it's a Catholic moose. It's not Catholic. <laughs> I don't think. Do they celebrate Passover? Is it a crusade moose? I thought they were like Pentecostal. Pentecostal moose? It's the Meese Crusades. Or no, no. Pentecost is different. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Richard the Moose Heart lives here. <laughs> oh my god. Anytime. We're done. It's fine. It's fine. Are you real sure? No, oh, baby. <laughs> Wasted about 10 minutes on this. No, it's fine. I love it. The description is beautiful. Yeah. That doesn't... Alright. <laughs> anyway, yes, the, the red tea door. Um, you uh, make your way inside. Um, the door just swings open. There's no real latch. And you're immediately hit with a wave of warmth that starts to chase the sort of chill from you and your clothes. You're already fairly covered with rain at this point. It's just constantly misty here. Um, as you make your way in, uh, you see a number <laughs> of people sitting inside just drinking or eating at these long uh, tables with mismatched stools sitting at them, and some have benches. Uh, at the very back of the room, uh, you can see this grand stone hearth uh, sort of backed into the wall with this big mantle that has a number of trophies sitting over it, uh, all like skulls of different animals. Um, and standing before that hearth, you see a sort of a rotund uh, dwarven man just cooking away on all these different things. He's got a cauldron going, he's got a grill over the fire, he has a stone oven that's like set into the hearth, but off to the side so it's not quite as hot. Um, and sitting to the side of the hearth, there is this grand sort of chair sitting by itself, uh, draped with uh, really rough, oh, good god, fruit flies, uh, really rough old um, used silks and like satin cushions. And god damn it. Uh, white sheet sort of half draped over it and it looks like it hasn't been used in a very very long time um, the people in here all look up as the door opens and the, all these outlanders step in several of them just kind of shrug and go back to what they're doing um, but a few keep their eyes on you like not trusting outsiders uh, but the first thing that gets your attention specifically is in one of the corners you see a group of people that definitely aren't from here. Um, all dressed in the sort of casker leather and chainmail and yeah. fur and uh, dark cloaks. You see a mixed group of all different races sitting together, uh, all playing cards. Uh, among them, you see like a red tiefling, you see a silver dragonborn, you see a couple half orcs humans. Uh, there's a halfling with them. <laughs> but they're all just kind of keeping to themselves, and you do notice several of the locals are keeping an eye on them as well. Uh, they there's don't no... trust oh. any of you. Yeah, there's no reason that the Heidelin cult would 
be dressed up as caskers, right? Uh-oh. Oh, no. What? I missed all of that. You don't you... know much about the Heidelin cult, so you don't know. <laughs> Is there a half-orc among them? The, there are a couple. Yeah, they said there were a few. Oh, okay, I missed that part. Uh, I'm gonna walk over to him. I'm a follow. Okay. Just make your way right up to him. Uh, you guys have Bull and Mia in tow. Astrid has fucked off somewhere. You don't know where. Um... But as you step up, uh, as I imagine you're looking, the two half-orcs are, uh, they, they look fairly different. One has, uh, long sort of grayish dark hair. Um, he's not old, it's just the shade, uh, of his hair. And he has a really full beard that's sort of forked at the front. Um, and he seems to have the most money out of their game. Whereas the other is much younger. You can guess he is definitely younger than Kit. Uh, he has this very familiar long black hair. And he's got a little bit of a scruff going on on his face. Um, you see he's wearing uh, he's wearing the same ensemble as the rest of them of their armor and fur. Um, he has this metal uh, sort of... Uh, not a metal, but like a pin on his chest that depicts a uh, depicts a um, a longship with sort of rolling waves around it and a V set into the sail. Um, and he seems to be losing fairly badly at this game. It's basically poker. Um, but you step up as they're finishing a hand and the young half-orc just like throws his cards down. He's like, ah, fuck. Alright. And he just pushes his coins away and the old half orc older half orc takes them. Um, but as you step up they all look up and stop. Howdy. Hi anyone Yeah. Uh anyone here by the name of Clay? All six of them look at the young half orc. And one of them's like, Who'd you piss off this time, Clay? And uh Clay just like shoves him. He says, "I don't know her." Hi, yeah, that that's me. How how can I help you? Yeah, uh, I'm a friend of your dad's. Uh, and all of them like look at him like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> He's like, "Um, okay, um, get out." And he like pushes the other guys away from him so he can like get out of the booth, and he's like. Yeah, sure. Um, you want to like go talk somewhere else? Yeah, uh, let's do that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, don't touch my drink, and he follows you. <laughs> you know what? I'll buy you a new one. I look over at the bar, and I'm like, "Hey, can we get like a round over in there, like there this no little?" There's. Well, how do you get drinks then? <laughs> no bar. <laughs> in here are there several like kegs stacked in a corner um and there's like there's the the dwarf at the front who's like cooking and then he seems to have a couple of servers going around uh one of them nods to you and goes and grabs a couple tankards okay and, fine yeah uh the, we'll find the most secluded booth i guess secluded booth Lodge isn't huge. Um, so Clay, like, he's like, um, 
here. And he, like, leads you up this really narrow set of stairs up to a loft that overlooks so, like, nobody can, like, sneak up on you guys. And he takes you to sort of the corner of the loft, and he's like, um, hi. Uh, hi. You know me, I don't know you. Hi. Yeah. Uh, Sylphie Phelan. Nice to meet you. Oh, Oh, you know the okay. I was hoping the last oh. name would throw you off a little bit, but apparently not. Mm. So we're doing this. Awesome. Uh, I made a bad decision, but whatever. <clears throat> yeah, what's up, bro? <laughs> um, he does. He does actually do that. He's like, uh, you. I don't have anything to do with that whole mess. Oh, so, so you like, know about that. Like, I... I didn't know Flynn and Redner. I've got no problem with you. I have no problem with you, either. Just rest assured I'm not here to kill you. I've got a problem with you. Alright, Kit. Kit's just, not there. Yeah, I am. Yeah, he is. He, he said just, he was... Oh, I, yeah. okay. I thought you guys went off to talk alone. Okay, so Kit's Well, there. I met alone, like, from all of his buddies or whatever. No, I just followed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He looks at Kit. He's like, uh... He's, he's joking. It's He's hilarious. We'll see. Uh, yeah. We're not here to hurt you. We're here to just have a nice chat and see what exactly it is see, you know. See, those words don't those words don't inspire confidence. Okay. Sorry. We're, we've kind of been in the mercenary business, so like I've heard. Yeah. Uh, like killing uh, people. I forget that oh, things like nice chat and let's talk are aggressive. Yeah, pretty pretty shady. Um. Yeah. Listen, let's just level here. Okay. I just found out about all that shit. Okay. And you're cool with it? No. Good! <laughs> no. Awesome. Um, Already on the same page. Great. So, funny story. Um, I was gonna go to uh, Midcord to talk to dad. My dad, I guess you don't really call him dad, do you? Yeah, um, no, Alistair's fine. But Yeah, I think I might skip to that instead now um so my mom sent me fucking fruit flies um <laughs> does he say that <laughs> like god damn it. there are no fruit flies here it's way too cold and wet for them oh. um he's like my mom sent me cause I don't know she wanted me to figure out like I guess what I'm doing with my life mm. I don't know. Um, and so my boys came with me. He motions down to the table. Says, and uh, so we we landed in uh, in uh, on this uh, island along the way, and um, some person out of nowhere just came into my head and told me that my dad was an arbiter. Uh-huh. That's right. And, uh... <clears throat> I mean, it was, like, super short. They just said... Alistair's uh, an arbiter. He... 
he's uh, uh, like I I don't know I don't remember the whole thing it was like really sudden and super fast whoever it was was like panicked I don't I don't know. So they didn't tell you their name or anything like no, that. No, they just said he's 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 an arbiter. He's a cultist. He enslaves people. Um, he's gonna make me do the same. Run is basically what they said. Um, I look over at Kit. I'm like, you didn't know anything. No. Okay. Well, you couldn't have it. It has to be somebody that you meet, right? It has to be somebody that I know. I mean, I could have sent him a message, but I haven't had... I haven't even had that capability recently. Yeah, you... If you don't know them personally, but you have a good description, you have a pretty good chance of getting through to them. Okay. He's like, yeah, so, uh, skipped mid-chord. Um... Dad's probably pissed. I mean, that's pretty normal, so... Not for me, it's not... Um, so, like, just found out about you two, uh, asking around a little bit. Uh, some of my, my guys have, like, messaged things they can send to, uh, other members of the Caskers, and I started asking them who Alistair Altera was, and they started telling me some horrible shit, and, uh... I'm not okay, and I have a horrific family, apparently, on one side, Mm -hmm. and um, you have been killing them, so I'm terrified of you. So I've been... Oh, go ahead. Well, I guess I have a quick question. So you said this voice told you that your father was a cultist. Yeah. Are you intending to join the same cult? I didn't know he was part of a cult. I don't even know what cult. I don't... Have you have you heard, and I like whisper, like, have you heard of the Heidelin cult? Yeah, who hasn't? Yeah, that's the one he's in. Oh, great, he's part of the big one. Yeah. I was hoping yeah. it was like a Tiamat cult and it'd be kind of cool. Mm. It's less Fuck. than cool. Uh, Clay. Yeah. I probably should have done this up at the top. Would you mind if I did a little... It would be like our little zone where we all our little zone of held the truth. truth. Uh, if that's uh, okay with you. I, I'd be in it too. Kit would be in it too. We're mm-hmm. all friends. We're all telling the truth. Is that alright? I mean, sure. Great. It's I cast zone hurt. of truth. Okay. No, it won't hurt. Um. Well, he agreed to it, so he automatically <clears throat> fails. Yeah. I resist. Oh my Old god. Uh, what's the. Wis- is it wisdom? No, it's so charisma. Wisdom save against. Or charisma, charisma. save against. Oh, it's just 12. 16. Yeah, I okay. can Kit yep. is compelled to truth. <laughs> Alicia rolled as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to resist. You choose to fail? Okay. Yeah. So you all I must tell be... the truth. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Oh, one of us always tells the truth, and one of us always lies. Yep. Uh, cool. So we're all telling the truth mm-hmm. now. So everything you just said, Clay, was the truth, all the truth, nothing but the truth. So help you guys. Yeah. So help you tell Donost. 
Who? Uh, long story. Uh, just like a sea god, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just found this all out, and like, I'm. Listen, you're basically my sister, so I'm gonna be real honest with you. I'm kind of fucked up about it. I really liked my dad. You know what? I'm gonna be because we did this whole zone of truth thing, and I could have resisted, but I didn't, like a dumbass. Uh, I'm a little fucked up that you exist. So, um, why? Uh, I don't know. I just didn't know that you were around. I thought it was just you know me and my sister and and my brothers for the longest time. I didn't know that like, and I you thought know, it was just me. <gasps> We have shared experience. <laughs> Come to fucking find out, Dad's got a bunch of kids. Yeah, and other a wife. than just you guys. And also, he has like some wife too, who's just well. I mean, my mom, mom was the wife. Well, no, but there's, there's, is... there's you. There, there's, there's. Okay, so there's Wedna, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. That bitch. Oh, spill there's... the tea. Spill the <laughs> there's tea. There's my mom, and then there's like three more. What three? <laughs> Yeah. Get out of here! No, I'm serious! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my Jesus god! <laughs> There's one in fucking Seager Rayafir? He's There's just got one. bitches on all the continents, doesn't yeah, he? You, he probably has a ton of kids. That's super fucked up. It is. He's the worst, right? Like He thought he was the best, and now he's no. the worst. Well, okay, let me just ask that. Why did you think he was the best? Like, he was only there for part of your childhood. Because he was cool, and he did a lot of stuff with us. I mean, he kind of... Okay, let's be real here. He, he did a lot of stuff with my mom. They're, like, super close, super <laughs> in love. So Shut up, that's my mom. Um... He he's like super sweet to her and super nice and like paid for everything. She never lifted a finger and she was super happy and I was like, great, if he doesn't want to spend a ton of time with me, at least she's happy. She's the best person I know. And then come to find out this guy that I thought was like her knight in shining armor, he he spends like summers with her and then he runs off to all his other women. And, like, he's always told her she was his only one, and he always said the same. And it's, like, really fucked up, because she's, like, the best. She's, like, the best. Mama's yeah. boy. Yeah, he's definitely mom's boy. I mean, boy. if your dad's not around that much, then it's like, well, of course. She's, like, this super, like, powerful ship captain. She owns a fleet, and she's super nice to everybody. And, and super sweet and she you know manages stuff for him and come to find out he's fucking he's fucking everybody and he's like this crime lord and and like his original wife that bitch sorry if you like her I um, don't it's fine good that she's bitch, a big old bitch yeah she's like what the lapdar the, the of some fucking arbiter queen? I don't know. Yeah, that's a whole thing, too. So, it's kind of around, like, why we're here. Uh, we have to kill her. So, you want to help? <sighs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, I do. Sweet! Oh my god, this is yeah. awesome! Dude, like, can I hug you? Yes! Okay, oh my god, hugs yes! You. Yay. <laughs> He's like, cool, we'll be an actual family. I have um, a brother that I don't want to murder! I have a sister who's, like, actually okay. This is so cool! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, like, looks at Kit and, like, do you want to hug? Yeah, we can all hug. If you fucking touch me, I'll kill you. Oh, whoa. He And he's telling the truth, too. Uh... <laughs> um, he's like, noted, dog boy. All right. Um, you call me dog boy one more time and you won't have ears. And he looks at you. He's like, I actually really like your ears. Then be nice to them. I, okay. He's being very nice to them, kid. He said he liked them. A lot of people make fun of your ears, BS. Yeah, I know. Because everybody calls me fucking dog boy. <laughs> what else are they going to call you when you don't introduce yourself? She already said my name was Kit. Did yeah, she? I did. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Dog yeah. boy. Um, uh, <laughs> great. the DM. You can't touch the DM. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Clay looks at you. He's like, um, so... Shit, I'm gonna sister. All right. Um, this is I great. I tell my mom. Uh, I thought this was gonna be way more angsty, but it's not. I I'm very excited. This was gonna. Well, okay. So I knew like all the shit with him was not gonna be fun after this. Like, well, yeah. I fully expect to die now. Like hearing what he does. You know what? It's okay. I am. I'm planning on killing him too. Great. Yeah. So like, like I personally don't want to because guys my dad for like 16 years of my life but I will happily help you get there. Well here's the thing again we're being honest I probably would have fought you to kill him myself. So that's Honestly, fine. I don't want to do it. If I hadn't found out what he was up to I probably would have fought you. Oh cool. Well so like real glad that didn't happen. Yeah, that's awesome. Um because I don't really care for fighting people who are doing okay things. Um, but, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm headed to Moore's Rest. What about you? Me too! Great. I mean, we are making, like, a shit ton of pit stops, but... I'm totally okay with that, because okay. I gonna be real pretty new to this whole swashbuckling adventuring thing um sailed my whole life never gotten into very many fights uh because my mom's awesome and she kills everybody before they even get close to me so you know what, what do that's you, oh fine. what do you Go ahead. do i'm new to the sword but pretty good at magic Let's Me see too. some. I mean, okay. And he reaches into his belt and he pulls out um, this. Uh, he has this like. Uh, it's it's somewhere between like a satchel and like a leg bag, um, where it's a fairly long satchel that hangs off the belt itself, um, and there's a couple like ties around his. Uh, around his thigh, but it's like a messenger bag style, so the top lifts open. He says, I made this. No. And he opens it up, and you see a black void inside oh. of it. It is a, bag, it is a oh. bag of holding. 
He's a he's a wizard. Does your like bag do that, Kit? Nope. Oh, I'm in a zone of yeah, truth. Yeah, you're in zone of truth, my bro. My bro. I'd rather not answer that question. I'm sure you would, but let's see it. I don't have to show it to you. I just have to tell you the truth. So that's a yes. All right. Uh, and Clay's like, and, and watch this. He pulls out a dagger, takes it by the, the end of the blade, and he chucks it across the loft, and it sticks in a wall, and he snaps his fingers, and it reappears in his hand. Oh, he's back. So You're going like, to be very useful. So, like, and he, he sheathes it. He says, I was kind of a nerd as a kid. Um, honestly, still am. Uh, and I spent all my time learning, like, you know, wizardy stuff. And I went to, like, a school for it. There's, like, a really great one in Vedric and blah, blah, blah. But um, I got kicked out uh, because I kept blowing shit up. Yeah. Huh. Um, so after that, my mom was like, fuck all of you, like, you know, prim and proper wizards. My son can still practice. And she, like got me like a lab set up that I could like practice in and I started learning like this temporary enchantment stuff and like so here's what I can do he, he is like, it the taps. temporary enchantment kit you can buy at Barnes and Noble no oh, okay. um, <laughs> he, he um, like swirls his hand through the air and you see this like ethereal blue barrel start to form and he pulls out a pistol and he like with one hand he sort of locks the ethereal uh barrel over the pistol and it like sinks into the gun he says i can temporarily enchant like all kinds of cool stuff and like if i want to at any moment this dagger i can transfer the enchantment to a different item it's super cool it just Dude. takes me like a night you are going to be so useful I hope so. Because <laughs> I've never, like, applied any of this shit to, like, battle. Um, well, guess what? There's plenty of that on our yeah. way to Moore's yeah. Rest. And also in Moore's Rest. Yeah. Um, speaking of, will you both roll me a perception check? Oh, okay. God. 25. Uh, 14. You hear ever so softly outside the building this little, like, thunk, like on the outside wall. Mm -hmm. And then you start to hear fire just crackling. Oh, no. This is me that hear, heard it? You're the only one who hears it. Um, can I, like, investigate real quick? It's on the outside. Okay. Uh, did you hear that? What? No. What? Uh, and something just hit the building. It sounds like it's on fire. Uh, and, like, Clay goes running back down the stairs. Um, and you hear a yell from outside. Um, ah! and... <laughs> Oh my god, fire! Um, but, uh, you guys go running down and, like, burst out of the front of the, uh, lodge. And, like, have to stop short as you, like, throw the door open because there's just embers raining down from the front of the building as fires just spreading across it, catching on this very uh, old wood. Um, and outside, 
there is a line of ten men in dark cloaks, all with burning crossbow bolts leveled at the building, and they all fire. Crossbow bolts. And that's where we'll end for today. Ten! Oh, yes! I'm so ready to kick were, some ass. Were those were those cloaks like the ones from... They couldn't have been like the ones from the cult because we're the... Precisely like the ones or, you saw in the... Or no, Aristotle. we're not the cult, sorry. We're the Sentinels. I, I have to keep it in my... The ones you saw in Aerosol. The people who attacked yeah. you in the alley? Yes, yeah. just like them. Great! Yeah. All, all black Stop. cloaks. Uh, all black cloaks and one great cloak. <gasps> Sweet. Gonna kill him. Ten We're cultists kind of... outside the Moose Lodge. Well, oh wait. Well, his buddies are there too, so maybe they'll be useful. I mean, either way. Yeah, I mean... I'm I not concerned. Know. Last time we fought them, we like totally annihilated their dumbasses. It's also ten against three if it's you know, if nah. we don't have help, so I'm fine. Cool. I am a spiritual fine. lawnmower. <laughs> That's true. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well. 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 That was the first time that was said all session. Oh, I've done it a couple of times. <laughs> no, I think we did it, yeah, a few times. It's the first time I've noticed. Ah. Yeah. Well. It's such a habit now. Uh, well. Well. Indeed. I think that'll do it for this week. Um, no longer talking to you dumbasses. Good lord, you sidetracked so much. Yeah, <laughs> we were really bad. This oh, that was really ah, bad. we're fine. Yeah. Ah, Especially Ben. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> thank you, y'all, for joining us for another At Lauren Adventuring Company session. Uh, I have been your Dungeon Master Taylor, and... Uh, <laughs> We'll we'll go around and uh, thank you, Ben. Um, we'll go around and self promo. So starting with uh, at Larn Adventuring Company, you can find our links below. Thanks to thanks to thanks to Ben, and uh, follow us on Twitter at at Lauren ADV Co. We or I I manage that shit. Uh, I post all the time with uh, lore time, uh, shoutouts, uh, all sorts of stuff to do with the world. Uh, we post the uh, vods every Wednesday, every Wednesday morning, and all the playlists on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and iTunes. Uh, we will tweet when those become available. Uh, and then Alicia pitch to us tell us about yourself and be positive yes or I will take over again hello hello my name is Alicia Kelly and I am a person who does things uh I have <laughs> I have a uh website that is A M Kelly writes uh, A M K E L L E Y W R I T E S dot com. Uh, I have information about me on there, um, and I also have a blog. I actually just started a blog this week. Uh, I have my the newest post up there is a little heavy, but you know it's it's. It's me, baby. It's an intro post. It's a raw intro post. It's me, baby. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, baby. Uh, <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter at amkellywrites. Uh, I talk a lot about writing and shit. The end. Okay. That was much better. better. Like, yeah. <laughs> my turn? Yes. All right. Uh, my name is Blake or Wolf or Ben or whatever the hell, since everybody's just calling me whatever now. So No, it's fine. Um, so <laughs> We're just going Blake, with the lie that it's a nickname. Yeah. So okay. uh, I write under the name Blake R. Wolfs, and I have... Oh, what do I have? So I have a novella out called Lake Arcadia that's like a horror novella. Um, and then I also have a LGBTQ lit piece coming out on October 2nd called Jonathan's Letter. Um, you can find more information about both of those at blakearwolf.com, which is B-L-A-K-E-R-W-O-L-F-E. Uh, Blake and Wolfie. Yeah. And you can also find me Blake under Wolf. that same name, Blake R. Wolf, uh, on Twitter. And I, beyond that, I'm also currently working on a fantasy trilogy, so... Yeah, you're a really prolific bastard. You've got four things published. You've got Sanctuary, which is unpublished, but in your... Yeah. Uh, oh, that's duty. free in the newsletter. Yeah. And then you've got a fantasy thing coming up that you're already just hacking the heck away at. I did 10,000 um, words this week. Woo! I did none. Yeah. I did um, 1,000. <laughs> I did all D&D planning for my many campaigns, so... Hey, if you that's don't something. count story writing, I've written probably a good seven thousand words. Yeah, um, I'm a workaholic. Me too, but for D and D. Yeah. Um. Anyway, hello. Uh, my How name is Taylor's Taylor Wallace. T a i y l o r because it's spelled weird. Um. What are you doing, Alicia? I was pointing to you, but I don't remember. Are where you I in am. that position on the stream? You're on the bottom. On the, you're pointing at me. There you go. <laughs> okay, great. Because <laughs> it's completely... To me, you're pointing yeah. to, like, the empty left corner. Um, <laughs> just like, yep, that's me. Just blank space. Um, yep. Yes, I am Taylor Wallace. Uh, at Taylor Wallace on Twitter. I run SonderEditing.com. I am an editor. I'm Blake's editor at the moment. And... I don't know who else is at this point. At some point, I will have more people on my docket. But, um, hello. I am primarily a dungeon master and a writer. <laughs> I'm working on what I hope will be published uh, by, like, January on my Rosemary Hearts project, which is uh, witchy, paranormal, LGBTQ, because everybody's got to have a trans witch. Why not? Um, it's important. Sloan yeah. is very important. Uh, and Ade, but uh, yeah, I I run the social media stuff. I pay more attention to this stream social media than I do my own. Uh, except whenever Blake has something out and then I retweet that like insanity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yup. <laughs> I think I forgot to say that I'm also working on a book. Yes, you did. We are yeah. all writers. Uh, Yes, we, we are, are all writers. writers. One of us currently published. We uh, kind of share stuff together. And Alicia is currently working on a D&D themed story. And it's uh -huh. super cool. It's got Thank like, me. you don't see very many people do first person present tense. It's, it's certainly a journey. Uh, 
I normally it's really hard to pull that off, but you pull it off, so I'm excited for it. Thanks. Thanks. An avocado. T h e e n x. But yes, um, thank you for joining <laughs> us, and uh, we will see everybody next Saturday. Vods are posted Wednesday, and uh, keep in mind we will not be streaming on the 29th of August because Blake is fucking off in camping. That's yes, also I my am. birthday weekend. So, yeah, so ooh, enjoy that. Um, yeah, um, I'll probably spend all of that day writing for my other campaigns as Woo. per usual. Woo! All right. All right. Well, other than getting sidetracked massively, good stream, y'all. Um, mm -hmm. and we'll we'll see y'all next week. Thanks. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna go all tweet right. that with no comment. <laughs> oh okay. All right, take us out. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks.